0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Oh yeah, one of the great nights in all of sports going down right now. And we appreciate you being a part of the ride here with Brady Quinn and myself. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as we always come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote, wall-to-wall coverage of Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Brady Quinn, how jacked are you as the heartbeat of the Cleveland Cavalier organization. How jacked are you for this game? So
3: jacked that I lost my voice. Uh, A little bit under the weather, but doing my best to uh, try to remain calm and be able to project as much as I can. But yeah, at this point, look, I'm excited about where the game's at. I I don't like it that it's been so much one-sided. Uh, with LeBron scoring all the points. But nonetheless, I think if his team can help him out a little bit, they're, they're going to have a shot.
2: Uh, look, the only way that you can make this game, uh, look, it's a Game 7 and we get it. And I, I heard a lot of people throw this out, and this is my favorite new hot catchphrase of the, of the uh, weekend is, oh, the two best words in sports, the two best words of all time ever created, Game 7. Brady, you know what the two worst words are? Last call, okay? And I can speak for many of you out there who are going to be experiencing that later on tonight when you realize that you're waking up tomorrow and you got to get after it again and continue your bender. We needed – listen, LeBron James going Bo Jackson Tech Mobile is really the only way you can sit through a Cleveland Cavalier game. I mean, that's just a reality. Like, we needed LeBron James to become superhuman. And I remember we were talking about it as the playoffs started, and it was like, all right – What do you really have to look forward to when it comes to the Eastern Conference playoffs? And it was, you've got Philadelphia with these young players, but you didn't know how that was going to work out. Nobody thought Boston would be in this position here uh, with a a chance to clinch the conference on their home floor after missing their two best players. Really, the best option we could hope for is LeBron James turning into Bo Jackson Tech Mobile. And I think that's what we're getting. And so far, that's that's all they've really gotten as far as, a team goes because without him, they're finished.
3: That that's basically been the entire postseason, though, for yeah. for him and for Cleveland. So, yeah, no, nothing new there. I, I think ultimately you have to ask yourself this because um, as we're looking at both the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, both you know having a game seven to decide it, and, and we'll get into your argument of you know the whole seven game series, the blowouts and everything else. Um, but but I, I did want to bring up this question. Because what he's doing at this age, and with as little help as he's received, you'd have to say it's, I don't want to say, I guess, miraculous. That might be hyperbole. But I will say this. uh, It's it's changed, I think, how a lot of people view putting him into the conversation for the greatest player of all time. Because I I think a lot of people associate Jordan with six championships. No losses in the finals. For LeBron James, though... It's it's what he's been able to overcome just to get to the finals. And not just with this team, but with a, a Cavs team in the past. And I think with what he's, you know, been able to accomplish scoring, rebounds, assists defensively you have to give him the benefit of the doubt.
2: Well, and I also think this is pretty much his de facto NBA finals. Because although I would, I would give them a, a chance at beating Houston, um, I, I think they've got a chance at beating Houston. You don't know the health of Chris Paul. If Houston is to get past Golden State, if they play Golden State, they're finished. And I think he knows that. We've seen enough of that over the past couple of years that, that tells us that's the way it's got to be. And that was with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. But to me, this feels like his de facto NBA finals because people are gonna look at this not as an equivalent because it's not and it never will be, but almost as as big of an effort to just getting to this point as winning a championship would be. And I think this is gonna go down as one of his great achievements, along with if you remember the first time he went to the finals when he was on a team that had Zildrunas Ilgalskis and Eric Snow oh, and the rest C. of those yeah, yeah. And, and the rest of those guys, this is very similar but but I think the conversation's a little deeper because the reason they're in the position that there are, I think he's he's responsible for a lot of it.
3: Uh, quick story about Big Z. So I lived in Avon Lake when I got drafted by the Cleveland Browns. And there was this small, small bar in Avon Lake. It was off, I want to say Lake Road. And it could probably fit at most. At, at like, most. Capacity is 20 people, okay? And Big Z he used to go in there and literally almost hit his head. Like it, it was that small, <laughs> like a hole in the wall bar. And, and and I guess he decided to go in there because it was, you know, kind of a smaller locals place, but he, he had nowhere to hide. And, and every <laughs> once in a while I would, I would pop in there just to see everyone. Um, but I'll, I'll never forget big Z and associating with them. This small little bar. He yeah. could barely fit his head underneath into.
2: It's like a giraffe on a 10 speed. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> some things just aren't meant to be. Um, so then then let me ask you this. Let's play this out because it is early on. Boston's got a three-point lead as the first quarter is a- approaching about a minute left. So let me ask you this. Best matchup in the finals is what? As far as, tell me the juiciest matchup, the one that's going to bring in the most casual fans. I have an answer, but I want to hear yours. And then the best matchup from a, just a... Just X's and O's, what would be the closest series between the four teams remaining, both of them playing for the right to get in?
3: Well, X's and O's-wise, in my opinion, I mean, Houston and and Boston. Because I feel like you're taking out what is the best team in Golden State, and you're taking out the best player in the NBA in LeBron James. So from a schematical standpoint, that would probably be the most competitive. Now, the storyline... That I want to see, I think other people would probably want to see is, you know, this this hero, this player in LeBron James, who's arguably the greatest of all time, even though he just failed to hit any part of the basket uh, a second ago with that shot. Um, I think him versus Golden State, and even though that could make for a very very lopsided loss, the chance of Cleveland competing and winning. Might be one of the greatest storylines of all time yeah. for any of the all-time greats, and, and and on top of that, there's history, right? I mean, people love hearing about history, and and that's where I feel like between the Cavs and Golden State, that would be the matchup that I would want to see.
2: I I do think that this this past off season there was and and the reason why if you look at what the Celtics did this past offseason in gutting their roster from a year ago, this is a roster that was in the same position last year, Eastern Conference Finals, and they only returned four players from last year's team who was, in essence, three games away from the Finals. And so I think what Boston did is they, they decided that they needed to get longer on the perimeter. They had to have guys that could defend because Boston would just get outmanned constantly when they would meet up against teams that were bigger or, or, or longer or could stretch the floor a little bit. And so that's what they did when they went out and got Marcus Morris, uh, Jalen Brown taking the next step, Jason Tatum being able to guard the perimeter like that. I think Boston—and Marcus Smart is, is just a lunatic—I think Boston— is a, is the best matchup for Golden State. Of the two, LeBron, best player in the world, best player on the planet, uh, playing the best he's ever played. But I think Boston matches up better with Golden State. If mean, you actually go back and look over the past couple of years, when they've played Golden State, they've they've had some, some good games and they've won some games against Golden State that a lot of people didn't expect them to. I'll start off by asking this. Who's going to have home court advantage in that series? Golden State. Okay, and yep. how has that worked out for Boston
3: well, in the postseason?
2: Okay, can I this and I'm glad you brought this up because I have I have a little bit of a theory on this that that you're gonna completely dismiss and make me feel awful to start out the show. But let me let me just run this by you. Do you do you buy the idea of having such an advantage at home that yes. when you go on the road? Yes. Okay. I think th- <laughs> I think that's what what's at play here because it's it's like you know you hurt your back sleeping in a, in a different bed. Or, uh, or, or for my case, any bed. Uh, you hurt your uh, <laughs> it, like you, you drive a rental car. It doesn't feel like it doesn't mean that it doesn't feel like your car. It doesn't mean the rental cars uh, worse than your car or better than your car. You're just not used to it. I think when you get so comfortable to something and all of a sudden it's taken away, you so, it's sort of a shock to the system. And I and it's not just a well, they're a young team thing because if you go back to '08, Boston in 2008 when they won that championship. And nobody's really talked about this. They didn't win a road game until the Eastern Conference Finals. They went seven games against Atlanta, and Atlanta was the eighth seed. They went seven games against the Cavs and LeBron, and they eliminated the Cavs but lost every single road game there as well, too. It wasn't until the Eastern Conference Finals they won a road game that entire playoff year, and that was the year they won their last title. Boston was 3-9 and nine on the road in the playoffs. And they were a veteran team. Garnett. Uh, Ray Allen, Pierce, uh, Doc Rivers, veteran coach, Posey, PJ Brown, Eddie House, all these guys. So I don't buy the whole, well, they're just young, so they're trying to figure it out on the road. I think that's crap. I think they're so comfortable at home that it's only a letdown when you go on the road.
3: Well, it's not just a letdown. As a player, you love familiar atmospheres. So when you have that and when you have those moments like Jason Tatum in the beginning of this game so far tonight, he was electric, he was on fire, you get the crowd involved. Guess what? As as much as players try to make it seem like the, the fans, the noise, all that doesn't bother them, it does. It, it helps fuel them late in the game and give them that extra pick-me-up, and you can feel it. Like, that's one of the coolest things about being a professional athlete, and really any, any top-down athlete, even in college football, when you can feel the crowd behind you and you can feel everyone in that stadium waiting for the next mistake that team they're playing makes. And, and so you feed off of that. And that's where I feel like a lot of people try to underestimate what home field advantage is. But we're seeing it in the playoffs. We're seeing it really with Boston. And you're right. Maybe it wouldn't be so drastic like it's been for Boston so far this postseason, but this is a young team. So I, I think it tends to have a more of a factor when they play at home and more of an impact when they play on the road as far as the good and bad. <clears throat> the other thing I think you have to look at is this, and I said it before, the familiar environment of shooting. You know, I played basketball growing up, AAU through high school and all that, and you know, when you play in places that you're not familiar with playing and you're trying to kind of, uh, I guess, hone in on that, that, your skill, your aim, your shot, everything else, uh, playing in a familiar confine matters. Like having the ability to, to be somewhere familiar – um, you know, in Ohio, they play states at the fairgrounds, or at least they used to. And that place has a lot of space behind the hoop. So, you know, it was kind of hard to get a feeling or, or adjust to the fact that it was so far away from where you'd be shooting when you're at the fairgrounds. So, the, you know, th- that to me makes a difference. And I'm sure any professional player will tell you just that. Uh, but but there's a lot of factors. But you're right. The, the youth to me. That's it, not an argument for it, because the veteran team that 10 years ago, where granted this could be LeBron's, you know, maybe we're making his, his, this is his last game playing for the Cavs, um, you know, th- that happened. That happened in, what, Game 7 and the Eastern Conference uh, Finals before with Boston 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, so I, I just, uh, I don't know, this is, I mean, LeBron's in a tough spot, but again, I'll... I'll... The idea of, of betting against LeBron, like when the when the betting line came out, and again, I don't know if you're into betting. I'm not really into betting all that much or gambling. It's not really my thing. But, I mean, if you're into it, uh, the gambling line before the game was Boston minus 2.5. And, and a buddy of mine was saying, you know, who do you like? And I said, well, I, I lean Boston. I, th- I think Boston will win, and I think Boston will cover. But who the hell's picking against LeBron James in a Game 7 without your two best players? That's why this... This Brad Stevens dynamic mixed into all that, and we're going to talk about that plenty more later on, I just think is fascinating. Um, All right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, uh, Brady has got a solution, all right? He is not happy with an idea that I've come up with. He has made it a point to rip my beating heart out of my chest on national radio and expose it to you, Find out why next. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up here in uh, just a couple of moments, you're going to hear Brady Quinn humiliate me on the air, one of his favorite pastimes. Um, I actually think in order it goes family, friends, God and humiliating Jonas on Sunday nights. I think those are his uh, favorite things uh, in life.
3: Not, not quite the right order. Uh, okay. okay.
2: I forgot that's booze. So booze is in there somewhere <laughs> as well, too. Um, all right. So we are coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Update on Game 7, Boston with a 35-23 lead over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, about six minutes and change to go in the first half. And uh, LeBron James looks very, very flustered, very frustrated. Um, LeBron James. So the Cavs have uh, twenty. Cavs have twenty three points right now. LeBron James has fourteen of those. Um, not really getting a a two. I'm counting three field goals made by uh, players other than LeBron James on the Cavs, and they've turned the ball over quite a bit already. They're ice cold from three. They're one of fourteen from three. So things are not looking hot for Cleveland right now.
3: Yeah, no. I mean, I think you got to be concerned, but look, they're, they're down twelve. It's not that insurmountable, and they're they're playing this bad. So I t- I tend to look at things on the brighter side, and I think once guys start pitching in, if they do, they'll be back in this game in no time.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, just trying to figure out who that is. That's going <laughs> to I'm looking around like oh boy, um, but uh, look at this. Uh, this will be interesting to watch. So we'll keep you posted on all of that. Um, coming up uh, throughout the remainder of the show. So, Brady Quinn and I have had this back and forth going, and and, and I'll set this up because Brady has had this. Uh, he's really made it a point to let me know that one of my ideas stinks. All right, I have told people there are way too many blowouts in these playoffs. I'm tired of seeing the blowouts. Why? Can, you know, we're, these seven game series, you just give teams so much wiggle room. That when they realize they have more margin for error, they're more likely to pack it in. And you're just seeing so many blowouts back and forth. And to me, the whole point being, if you would just get to elimination games sooner, if you would, if you would ratchet up the pressure early on in the postseason, I think you would get a better quality of basketball. I'd rather have quality playoff basketball than a lot of playoff basketball. And so that's been my my thought on this the whole time. And there's you know, but I, I, at the same time, I acknowledge it's never going to happen. It's one of those things that's not going to happen. <laughs> Owners are never going to agree. You
3: keep complaining about it, but, go ahead. I, but I
2: just it's it's worth talking about. Owners are never going to agree. Look, it's either that or the anthem. Jonas, yeah. players, Actually, what do you want? players won't agree I, I either. It. No, either. I get it. I, I understand it. And the money involved is why it's never going to happen. But I do think there is something to when you realize you have so much margin for error and you procrastinate, I think there's something to it. And I think that's why we've seen the blowouts that we've seen. I, ju- I, just, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. Okay. It, it is. <laughs> okay. Um, for, it, for many, there, for many is, reasons Yeah. A round of applause. Uh, Brady Quinn is on the board. Brady Quinn on the board with a right hand to the nuts here on Fox Sports Radio. Nice work.
3: Um, For a number of reasons, some of which you just stated, the money. Okay? That's why it's a terrible idea. Outside of that, here's the issue. If you cut down the amount of teams in the playoffs, you lessen the amount of games, you lessen the amount of money. I'd be in for that. You can't do that, though, because you lessen the amount of money. There's no way they're going to spoil the Golden Goose. And cut out the amount of games that are televised. No one wants that. So you, you then have to ask yourself, okay, how can we make it more competitive? Well, the problem is, and much like the NFL faces this, as does baseball, every professional sport that that carries about, what, a third of the teams, right, yeah, <clears throat> in, in, into the playoffs, you're going to struggle with that first round. There's going to be some blots. There's going to be some sweeps. That's just how it works because there shouldn't be as much parity. So one solution would be you re-rack the teams, all right, East and West, okay, based on you know their their overall record in the regular season. So now you reseed and then you have those playoff games and ultimately if your goal is to have the two best teams play off with the NBA finals, that's how you find out about it. Now, granted, that might mean Golden State and Houston aren't playing each other now it might mean that they'd be playing Cleveland and one would be playing Boston. But you still would get the two best teams playing the NBA Finals, which I think we'd both agree is the ultimate goal. Now, in regards to your argument about the double-digit wins and them being all blowouts, it's a misconception. You make it seem like it's like football, for example, where a double-digit victory, it's a big victory. You consider that not necessarily a blowout, but you consider it a big victory. Like, that to me, because you don't have any stats to prove this, but you you see double-digit victories in the NBA regular season all the time, and no one complains about it. You know why? Because much like your text last night when you said,
2: man, what a great game this is. Uh, I I wish – I'm not willing to acknowledge uh, that is not fake uh, Yeah, I believe I'm being accused of a uh, I did not send that text. I think that was somebody else. Uh, you and you and a haze, I think, thought that you saw that text from me. I'm not willing to confess to that here on the air. At least not really, you. really. Okay. So
3: if, if I happen to have, I don't know, maybe like a timestamp, <laughs> like maybe at 1040
2: p.m. The way, East Coast last night. By the way, if you time stamp me, said, I'm walking out of the studio right where
3: now. someone said, damn, good basketball game. It's almost like if they'd get to these elimination games sooner, we'd get more like this. Yeah. It's weird because that, that was set at 1041, by yeah. the way. And that was in the third quarter.
2: Hey, I, I, I showed a little bit of faith in, uh, in, in the supposed two best teams in the Western Conference that they could be, keep it competitive, but, but Jonas, and they clearly couldn't. But,
3: Jonas, what happened in the end of that game? What was, the, what was the final score?
2: Was it double digits? Yeah, it was a blowout.
3: Okay. Now, so here's the deal. is Much like many of the other NBA fans – you know, you actually were entertained. You thought it was a good game. And then what happened in the end? Okay. Blow a team ended up going on the run and they had a blowout. That can happen much more easily in the NBA and in the sport of basketball because of the swings and because of the runs and because of the style of play. As I've told you before, this is probably for a bigger study. But if you go back and look at how many threes teams attempt now, it will correlate with margin of victory as well as margin of loss, because the percentage of those teams who hit threes at at a, at a higher rate than teams who don 't take as many and don't hit as many, it creates a much much larger volume of victory, oh, much I'm... like okay, so then you'll understand the math associated with teams that tend to shoot more threes both sides there's a much greater likelihood for a double digit victory and what appears to be a blowout even though it's not. It's a matter of possessions, and it's a matter of the home court advantage, which we opened up with talking about, and teams shooting better at home versus on the road. And that is a clear-cut example of that right now, this postseason in the NBA.
2: Okay, let me ask you this. Have you enjoyed these NBA playoffs? I have, because unlike you... (laughs) Hold on.
3: I don't sit there there and look for these to be every single game being a buzzer-beater. Entertainment. This This isn't March Madness. You're asking for something different. That's not what this is. This is professional basketball. they're, they're serious there people are going to take advantage of the things that they take advantage of. It's no different than the NFL. You don't have crazy comebacks and crazy finishes in in, in uh, NBA or at the NFL because when you look at you know, college football by and large, there's a greater chance of players making mistakes. okay no. Now do you have unbelievable comebacks of course? We saw it with the uh, New England Patriots over there, the Atlanta Falcons. We see it in basketball too, though. And As I noted to you before, if you're upset about a 3-1 margin, and the Cavs coming back to win that series to beat Golden State.
2: I'm not upset about it. I just want I I want these games. I want more quality games. That's all I'm saying. And it's there's been too many blowouts. That that's all I'm saying. And, and I also acknowledge that the three point shot has changed the math. It's changed the way the game is played. And and I I not I don't think of it as a bad thing. I think the NBA is more enjoyable to cover now than it was maybe back in the day. I just think that there's there's an element to it where it does feel like. And and we can get back into this uh, later on because I know we got a break, but it does it does feel like teams are willing willing to throw in the white throw in the towel a little earlier than than maybe no, some other. Sports. Look
3: at how many minutes some of their stars are playing, and do you feel like an athlete's going out there and saying, you know what, let's just let's just let's just get back to our home court, all right? Let's, let's just let's try to hold serve. Like it's okay to drop a few on the road. If you're Cleveland, if you're Golden State. You can't afford to do that. You have to steal one on the road, and you can't afford to give one up at home. So why would you ever be okay with dropping a game at any point in time in a series?
2: You think a coach thinks like that or a player thinks like that? Well, I mean, depends on the team and how much money they have on a game. I mean, if you <laughs> my honest answer... Um, all right. Well, we we got to get to break. Okay, let's. Uh, Steve Desager is waiting in the wings. He's waiting in the green room. He's going to get very flustered if we don't get to break. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, some uh, controversial remarks about a Super Bowl champion. All right. So find out what those are next here on FSR. But for all the latest from what's going down in Boston right now in Game Seven, is Steve
4: Desager. LeBron James six for twelve shooting tonight. The rest of his team six for eighteen combined. We have under three minutes to go in the first half at Boston. The Celtics. Undefeated at home this postseason, are only leading the Cleveland Cavaliers 37 to 35 from three-point range. Boston is three of 16. Cavs one for 14 from long distance, and yet, thanks to this 12-2 run, the Cavs are currently on. They're in it. The team has 35 points. LeBron with about half of them. 17 points, 10 rebounds in the first half for LeBron James. By the way, a great stat from the stat people, the Elias Sports Bureau, that there have been plenty of NBA playoff series where the home team won every game. That's what's happened so far here. But only four times have those series happened since 2005. All four involved the Celtics, and Boston won all four of those. They are 10-0 and at home this postseason. They're playing a Cleveland team where Kevin Love of the Cavs is out with a concussion two minutes to go, second quarter, and it's only 39-37, Boston leading Cleveland. Venus Williams lost her first-round match at the French Open today, defending French Open champion Elena Ostapenko also out in the first round. Justin Rose was the golf winner at Fort Worth by three strokes. Will Power took the Indy 500 with temperatures in the 90s tied for the hottest Indy day ever there. NASCAR's Coca-Cola 600 going on right now on Fox TV. They're approaching lap 300 of the 400 schedule. Kyle Busch has dominated. He is in the lead. His brother, Kurt Busch, is currently in second. And at Wrigley Field, bottom of the third. Cubs in a 3-3 game with the Giants. Earlier, Colorado beat Cincinnati 8-2, while Arizona lost. 2-1 at Oakland. Back to you.
2: Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Live bet Jesus. I am hearing rumors he will be here in about 13 minutes from now. Brady Quinn, live bet Jesus will be here. Who knows what he's going to bet on? There's a there's a baseball game on. We've got the game seven going on. I mean, who know Maybe there's some game overseas. I have no clue. But live bet Jesus will be here about 13 minutes from now to make his wager if, on the. If, EP.
3: if he doesn't bet on on this basketball game, I I'm done. All right, I'm throwing in the towel. I, I'm done. done on what. I'm going to quit the show. I'm literally going to just stop at this point tonight if he does not bet on this basketball game. Because it's it's what everyone wants to see and wants to watch. So why can't he pick a fun bet that involves the game that
2: everyone wants to see right now? Well, I mean, look, whether it's the diamond, whether it's the hardwood, the only thing he cares about is cash. So, I mean, if it's going to get him paid and if it's going to make everybody a lot of money, I mean, who cares? But I do have a feeling he probably would. Pick this basketball game. It's going to be at halftime, and uh, nobody wants to sit around and listen to uh, uh oh. for the Giants <laughs> on Sunday Night Baseball. I, so
3: I, I can tell you why it's going to be at halftime because the last few times he's made some live bets, well, there's been a couple runs that have taken place, yeah, and unfortunately, it's it's uh, caused him to lose yep. the past
4: three weeks. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So. There sure has. But no, uh, he he won he, last week. Yeah, right? yeah, he did. he yeah. won last week, first time in a while. Yeah. Uh, as Brady likes to remind him. Uh, all right, uh, so that is coming up 13 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Cliff Averill. Uh, former Seattle Seahawk. Had some uh, some comments regarding that. You remember remember that play a long time ago, Brady in the Super Bowl, where the Seahawks decided what? they were going to throw. Did instead they get of, over that play? Yeah.
3: Did, did they move on past well, that play?
2: If you if ha- well, I, I didn't think it was too soon, and apparently it's not too soon or too late because Cliff Avril, this was on the Dave Damashek podcast, had these things to say about that play and the way they reacted to head coach P. Carroll.
1: The team would have bought in more into what Coach Carroll was saying instead of you know going the opposite way of hey this is what we thought we this is what we thought the 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 foundation of the team was and that's not what happened in that in that particular play so I think guys started kind of questioning him a little more Hmm. so then actually following his lead if we would have won that Super Bowl the situation sucked regardless of who took who took the blame (laughs) you know it's just the fact that we were so close and we weren't able to get it so I think a lot of guys got turned off by the message
2: okay so not too surprising because i think everybody sort of guessed that that that's what was going on there and you had richard sherman call out yeah the coaching staff several times you had players comment on it marshawn lynch reportedly never really got over it and so people were very bothered by the decision and and i think from a historical standpoint i was thinking about this like there's a difference if you go from like a lot of players have won one super bowl like to win a super bowl is an incredible thing but when you've won two, like the conversation on Ben Roethlisberger and the conversation on Joe Flacco is a lot different. It's yeah. much different.
3: Or, or no, how about a better example, Eli Manning.
2: Yes. People think yep. Eli Manning gets in the Hall of Fame because he has two, not one. Yes. But two. And 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 his brother, had he not won that second one, I think the conversation yeah. would have been a lot different on him. Yeah. So the Seahawks, and I get it because they were so close, and I think the part that bothered them is because they were so close, they realized how difficult it was, and maybe they were never going to get that far again. And as it turned out, they never did. So the window on that era of Seahawks football seems like it's closed. And still they're bothered by it. You spent time in Seattle, you were in that locker room, you, you you were around those guys. Are you surprised by it, and how do you see it playing out moving forward? I'm not
3: surprised by it, because I, I think it probably was refreshing, it was for me, it probably was for a lot of other players, but after a while, I do think it would probably tend to get old. Uh, maybe there's only, only so many things you can hear so many times. I mean, think about it. The majority of head coaches, all right, the majority, they don't have to coach the additional games for a team that perennially makes the playoffs. I mean, th- those are those extra speeches, the extra talks, the extra nuggets of motivation that you're right. trying to prepare a team for. And and even though you're probably going to say, well, come on, it's a playoff game. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. You know, you don't have to say much. Those the players are still listening. I mean, they're, they're still looking for the additional motivation I just wonder, with as good as that team was, with as many games as they played, if if it started to get old, and if some of the veteran players started to become kind of wise to you know Pete Carroll, his antics, what he did, um, maybe that's why he's tried to kind of move around a little bit. Maybe that's why their roster has has turned over a decent amount, and they tend to go with younger players because after a while, I think some veteran players, when they start to question a head coach, in, in particular. Pete Carroll, they probably don't want to hear that. They want yes men. They want guys who are going to do exactly what they want, the way they want, when they want. And I think that that was the issue. Is As much as he created this culture where you could ask the question why, and coaches were okay with answering it, which is atypical in the NFL, it became all of a sudden this, this now question of, wait, why? This didn't work out in the past. Yeah. And that why question led to um, yeah I, we don't know if that's the best way of going about doing it, so that's the danger that unfortunately I think Pete Carroll created himself.
2: Yeah, I also wonder as you know because we see how that's played out, and clearly it was never the same, and they lost trust. And Cliff Averill saying that is an example, but I wonder if if there's an element of that that could play out when it comes to Belichick. And and I don't think I think there's a difference between you know not playing Malcolm Butler and then throwing an interception on the goal line to win a Super Bowl. I think there's a big difference. The fact that Malcolm Butler is tied to both of those is amazing. I bet he would never imagined that when he started his <laughs> NFL career. But, just, I, I, but I, I wonder if maybe there are players that are bothered by it. Danny Amendola's talked about it. Um, other other players have hinted at it. Tom Brady's gone on social media and and you know made comments about it. I do wonder if there's an element of that going on in New England and, and what is it going to take for Belichick to get those guys to, I don't know, forgive them is the right term, but to let it go and realize, all right, we, we're still in this thing. We got to go chase another ring.
3: No, it's, it's a valid question. And I honestly, I don't know only because I was there uh, for the entire offseason leading up to the year they won the Super Bowl. And I, I think a couple things change when you have that sort of success, right? It's not just about the coach. It's about you as an individual. Like, as much as you want to say after they won the Super Bowl uh, 2013 into the 2014 year, you're sitting there saying to yourself, like, th- they're forever changed. That that hunger, that desire, that burning passion to, to be one of the all-time great teams considered in NFL history, you know, it, it's not necessarily there as much. And I think Pete Carroll's fed off of that. You know, he brought me in amongst other guys who we we all— you know, had something to prove. It was either guys who, you know, were told they couldn't play that position or someone cut them, guys who had off the field concerns, guys who were, you know, older. And maybe they feel like they, they still had something to prove to people. Whatever the case may be, he tried to stack his team with guys who had something to prove. And I think once they proved that they were the best team in the NFL, it got a little bit harder to hold everyone to that same standard. Now it's still competitive. But again, all of a sudden, you're looking at guys you know, looking at themselves a little bit differently, guys looking at other oppor- you know, opportunities, and maybe not willing to fall in line because they know there's a bigger payday somewhere else now that they have that Super Bowl ring. like All those things, in my mind, I think changes the dynamics and, and the culture of that team. And granted, it's a great thing when you win a Super Bowl, but one of the hardest things is being able to really do, I think, what New England's been able to accomplish and maintain the same sort of culture despite the success, and, and and again that that's something we should talk about because so far this off season there's a couple you know there's a couple changes so far yeah. this off season for the Patriots that hasn't been the case in the past.
2: Yeah, no, I agree, uh, and we will get to that uh, coming up here on the show. Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, the Holy One Himself, the man who walks on water. The man who graces you with his presence. And the man who's like an invisible ATM and cash just flows. Live bet Jesus will be here, and he's going to be with you next.
4: Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer makes
2: it easier to protect what you love. Just go online, compare quotes, and choose what's right for you. Progressive.com is your home for all things home insurance. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up here in uh, just a couple of moments, we will have a, uh, a live bet. Jesus apparently is going to make an appearance here. That's that's the rumor going around town that live bet Jesus will be here coming up uh, momentarily on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the Boston Celtics, Brady, with a four-point lead, forty-three thirty-nine at the half. Uh, Cleveland. Uh, Actually uh, closed the gap on a 12-point lead at one time for the Celtics. Um, J.R. Smith hit a basket, who would have thought? And then uh, and then the Celtics uh, got a little cold, some poor offense, an epic flop by Marcus Smart. And uh, here we are, Brady, <laughs> 43-39 Boston at the half in Game 7.
3: Yeah, look, this is exactly what we want to see, right? I mean, you're the one that's disappointed with all the, the double-digit blowouts. Yes. Because apparently that's how we define
2: it. It's, it's an um, elimination game.
3: Right, right. So, God forbid this ever turn out to be a double-digit victory for either team. Um, it'll just make it a crappy game, right?
2: Well, oh, it'll course. make it a crappy game, and then I'll rip it on the air. Yeah, I yeah, will, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the way. Listen, it's just the way it's got to be. All right, I'm a gunslinger. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to do? Um, you can rip my ass. You can all the time, anytime you want. Yeah,
3: I just I, I don't know why. Like you're 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 trying to kind of fix something that's not broke. Can, can we agree upon that? Ratings are healthy in the NBA. The NBA is generating a lot of money. Like, can we agree upon that? This is not a broke system. There's nothing to fix, is there?
2: Okay, let me. It doesn't mean that it's broke, but there are. You want to change it? Okay, but there are modifications that you can make. There are things you could do.
3: Yeah, and the things you're talking about doing will
2: never happen. I mean, never happen. It just there are things you can do. By the way, uh, Baker Mayfield has chimed in on the game. You want to hear what old Baker Mayfield had to say? Not really, but let's hear it. Let's okay. see what he's got. Marcus Smart has always been a flop guy. Hashtag OK State. Ooh, ooh. a little Oklahoma-Oklahoma Oklahoma state a little rivalry, bedlam. Brady Quinn. Yeah. right there. Yeah, he's
3: picked sides now. All right. Good can, for him. Can, can I say one other thing? Yeah. You know what I was thinking of the other week? Um, given the time of year it is, I'm glad there's seven-game series. You know why? Regardless of the outcome of the games, it gives you something to watch, man. Could you imagine – Could you imagine if this was a three-game series or a five-game series? I mean, it's it's the potential for two less games to watch. I don't know about you. I love sports. I don't care. If it's a blowout, I love seeing the series. I love seeing the players, the competition. I am much more thankful there are these games to watch on a Sunday night like this then in your mind, this series would have put you know potentially been over about you know a week ago.
2: Hey, well, I mean, listen. Uh, in a perfect world, there wouldn't be any sports on right now, and uh, and Total Bellas would be on one of the TVs. But again, this world's not perfect. I, what is and that's Total, what, Bellas? Uh, Total Bellas? It's a uh, I don't know. I've heard it's pretty good. I don't is that know. WWE? I, I don't I don't uh, DVR that. It's not DVRing right now. We want to know. Uh, it's a uh, it's a reality show. Um, it's on uh, E uh, the E channel or whatever oh, it's called. And uh, Kristen Cavallari is gonna have. Video. Where do you want what to start? To you? Where, where would you like to start? You Wait, really is want to this have not about the WWE
3: divas? This uh, is about
2: no, no, it's it's about two of them, but it's their family that's involved. Explain it's their, it to yeah, it's oh, their is this the twins? Yeah, the twins.
3: Oh, my wife loves the twins. Yeah, she she follow. I think she follows them on like social media and stuff. Yeah, she's a huge fan of the 2 Isn't yeah. one married to? Uh, is it Nick Cena? Uh,
2: John Cena. John Cena. And Wait, his <laughs> name
0: close, is though. John Cena. <laughs>
2: Where the F <laughs> did you get Nick Cena from? Who the F the hell is Nick I, I Cena? I don't follow it. I have no Who? idea. Good God. It, sound, it sounded right. Nicholas Never heard Cena? of him. Uh, no, it's not Nicolas Cena, but right. uh, but yeah, but, it's not a real sport okay, anyway. So that's good, you know. But here's here's the that's that's good. Uh, by the way, SmackDown coming to Fox uh, next year. Well done, Brady Quinn. Um, here's the uh, here's the anything you want to say about the World Cup while we're at it. Uh, here's well, rooting for the U.S. Right? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm from Italy. So uh, <laughs> well, how's, uh, well, uh, how's the U.S. going to do in the World Cup? Yeah, what do you think? What a what a, it's what too soon, bro. Um, isn't there something to watching a baseball game, though, where it's just zero stress? Isn't
4: oh, there something to don't, it? Don't, don't You're not do into it. that.
2: I will quit.
3: I swear to you. If this if this is going where I think it's going right now.
2: I, I'm i just saying. there there's, There is something to You're not into just a, a baseball game just to watch it and kind of a casual baseball game? You're not into oh, that?
3: Man. No. I have to have uh, money on the line if I'm going to watch it, I think. Nobody.
2: Oh, Lord, yeah. Here he is. Oh, the lights are out in the studio. I love it. I love this guy, man. He is the only consistent thing on this show. The only consistent thing on this show is Live Bet Jesus. Every single week, regardless of what happens, he gets off the canvas, gets off his stool, and answers the bell every single week, and he is back again, even after a win. He didn't gloat. He took the win, and he continued on like the workhorse that he is. A piece of paper is falling down from the sky right now. There's a beaming light into the studio. I can't see a damn thing other than the light. It's in my face. All the TVs have gone out, except for the WNBA game for some reason. And the piece of paper is now falling down onto the desk. Live bet Jesus, ready to make an actual pick on the air here like he does every single week. This is not a radio gag. I have the paper in my hand if you don't believe me. All right, so here we go. I will open this up. I do not know the contents inside, but I will open this up here on the air. Let me get to this. Here we go. It is today, on the 27th of May, 2018, that I Live Bet Jesus proclaim the pick to be Celtics minus 4.5 for the game. The Celtics minus four and a half. That is the pick, Brady Quinn, from Live Bet Jesus here on Fox Sports Radio. How about that? You got your wish. He you actually picked the uh, basketball game.
3: Yeah, I'm glad he actually displayed some confidence in his own skills instead of going with some you know subpar pick. But, look, uh, this will be fun to follow. And The good thing is we can ridicule him right here on radio if he doesn't win.
2: Yeah, that's always fun. It really, really <laughs> is fun. It's, yeah, it's fun to course. be a part of that as always. <laughs> By the way, more, more uh, negative Brady next year on Fox Sports Radio. Uh. So we got ourselves a Game 7 in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and the Cavaliers. As you just heard, Steve DeSager on our national update, Uh, the Boston Celtics right now holding on to an early lead, or or a lead early in the second half, a three-point lead now. Uh, for Boston, 47-44 over Cleveland early on. Uh, or, or Actually, now it's approaching uh, with a lot of missed baskets. Time flies in these bad NBA games. So we're now about seven and change left in the third quarter, and uh, Boston with a 47-44 oh, lead over the Cavs.
3: It's, it's a three-point game. <laughs> Why is this a bad game? It's
2: pretty what? pretty poor shooting,
3: man. Come on. Uh, J.R. Smith just stroked a three. Teams yeah, they're three, hotter they're three the for 90 off. from three. Okay. Well, I mean, look. It's not an easy shot to make.
2: Um, yeah. So, I mean, but look, it's it's a competitive game. I just, I got to imagine that when it gets down and it's close like this, it's felt like Boston's had an opportunity to blow this thing open a couple of times. Cleveland's not playing well. Boston, it just, it just, I don't know, if, I don't want to say the moment's too big because I don't know that I necessarily buy into that. But it I just feels like if it continues to be this close, I'm just going to trust LeBron James down the stretch. I just, I don't know why you would go against it. I don't know why you would... Why you would think that there would be any other result other than LeBron getting the ball grinding them down and and getting any basket he wants
3: well it 's funny just watching the, the last possession uh, it, it almost looks like you know when a baseball team puts on the shift for a batter yeah <laughs> it 's like when they try to isolate to LeBron the entire Boston Celtics defense everyone kind of shifts over, yes, and, and they essentially try to get into a double team just because there 's really no supporting help now, now the x factor is going to be. If J.R. Smith can keep shooting well, I feel like he's starting to get some confidence. And you know, it's it's a scary thing for a guy who shoots unconsciously sometimes, uh, really not being afraid to shoot from wherever on the floor. So, if he gets going, if anyone else can help out, uh, to me that's going to be the biggest key. Now, I got to ask you this: Do you think this game would be any different if Kevin Love was playing?
2: They they seem like they play with more energy without him, but he's. He's got so much experience, and I don't know how much different it would be, to be honest with you. I really don't. Uh, it feels like when 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 he went out in that first, and I was thinking about this, because Brad Stevens is all about preparation and X's and O's, and, and he's, a, he's a very good basketball coach in that regard. But when Kevin Love went out of Game 6, it almost was like there was no time to really adjust to what the new lineup was going to be, for Cleveland, and now Brad Stevens had a couple of days to adjust to what the lineup is going to be without uh, without Kevin Love. But I don't know that it's necessarily a worse lineup without Kevin Love in it. I really don't. It actually seems like they're more athletic and they can push the ball a little more than with when, than when Love is in the lineup.
3: And that's kind of saying a lot, only because he's. I think we both agree he's probably the the next best player on the team. Yeah, of course. So yeah. so if there's not a drop off with him not being in there, I mean, what what what, what is really surrounding? Yeah. LeBron James. And it kind of goes back to the first thing I asked when I opened, though. Like, has LeBron in some ways changed the narrative about, like, the greatest of all time, the GOAT? Because some always associate that with championships. And I think now, you know, maybe he's he's normalized it in a way only because he's been to so many NBA finals in a row. Is it seven? Is that is that the accurate yeah, number? Yeah, seven. I mean, it, it's it's almost unheard of. I mean, he's he's literally reaching... Territories that we haven't seen that much. And granted, you know, there's still a lot of meat on that bone tonight to get a win. But if he's able to continue to do this with the lack of help out around him and put up night after night at, at this age in the NBA, like you'd have to say that he's changing the way you would define it, right? Because as much as we want to sit there and talk about Jordan, his success, there is Pippin. There were other players who played roles, and, and I think you could have made that case for LeBron with Miami, but but not so much with the Cavs. I mean, Kyrie, yes, uh, you know, the, the, when they won a title with the Cavs, but you know, Kevin Love's been inconsistent during his time with the Cavs, yeah. and I don't know who else you're really banking on outside of that. And Love's also been banged up a lot. He's been injured yeah, it, it does seem like he's injured all the time. Yeah. So you know, the the point is this: is I, I know it's not championships. But is it enough to get people to think? You know what? Like that's a guy who, for the large part of his career, was with an organization that never truly provided him with the tools or weapons to win the championship, which is which is the ultimate way we we look at a team. But there's no one
2: denying that he's not. One of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. Well, I don't. To me, at this point, you either believe that he's the greatest. I don't know that there's anything else he can do outside of winning championships because people are so fixated on that. That's going to change anybody's minds because the second you go, oh well, yeah, he won six titles. They're going to say, yeah, but it took 18 tries to do it. So now you, that whole conversation comes up. It's one of those. I think. I think it's enough that it's a a legitimate discussion now. Because it's all just opinion-based. There is no right answer. We have no idea who's, who's greater, Michael Jordan or LeBron. It's just going to be your opinion. The fact that he's in the conversation and that it's a real conversation now, to me, that's a win. That's a win for that guy. And especially when you consider all the expectations for LeBron James when he came into the league. He was so hyped. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was the can't-miss prospect. There was so much buildup around the guy. Not only has he met all those, he's exceeded them. So to me, at this point, I think it's gravy. I, I, I think I think regardless of what he does moving forward, getting that title in Cleveland a couple of years ago, I think that sealed it. And if I were him, as far as where you're going to go moving next, and again, we have no idea how this game's going to play out. It could go either way. If, if at this point, just go where you're going to be happy, man. If you're well, happy, hold, hold in on for a second. There,
3: Do you honestly feel like he's exceeded
2: them? Yes. The expectations?
3: Yeah, I, absolutely. I, the only reason I, I say I, I don't know if he has is only because, like, do you remember when he first got to Miami? Yeah. What, what did he promise? Oh, yeah, the multiple championships, of course. Yeah. Well, and he did bring multiple. Yeah, yeah. Not, not as many as he said, but, like, I also think to some degree, like, he kind of put himself up to an even higher standard. One that, you know, again, I can't speak to what went wrong in Miami. I think probably in his heart, he always wanted to go back to Cleveland and yeah. try to bring a championship. And, and that in itself has been impressive, and something that should be noteworthy. Only because I mean, think about this team and what it looks like, and what he's playing with, and he's back giving them another chance to win. But at the same time, I would say he met the expectations. I don't know that he exceeded them. Well, like uh, exceeding them to me means he would. There would be no doubt. No one's ever going to question he's the greatest of all time. There's no debate.
2: Well, championship uh, expectations. Maybe he's. I mean, maybe he hasn't exceeded those because everybody still looks at Michael Jordan as that's what you've got to be. But I'm saying, you were in you were in his graduating class, weren't you? Yeah. You guys came out the same year. Yeah. Was there a more hyped athlete that you can remember from growing up in Ohio that went as national? And you were pretty hyped yourself, Brady Quinn. No, he up- was
3: he he was no he's he's the he's the, he's the most hyped up, probably well known athlete of of the millennial generation. There's no doubt
2: about. it. And that's why, like, and that's why, when I say I think he's exceeded those expectations, because he was really hyped up, and he's done nothing but deliver. And then on top of that, he's he's more than delivered. I would say,
3: um, look, he's delivered. I'll put it that way. Like I think when we start to say he's done more than more than that, I, I don't, I can't say that because you know he's the one that that put up the standard of how many wins he was supposed to have in Miami, and he didn't. Granted, they went to the finals every year, but but they didn't. And then he says he's come back to Cleveland. You know, what he's been able to do with them has been remarkable. But at the same time, you know, I don't know if their dysfunction as far as their roster or their coaching staff and and, and Tyrone Lue and what goes on, I don't know if that's a product of him and that's why maybe he left Miami partially because Pat Riley wanted to control the show and LeBron knew he could control it if he went back yeah. to Cleveland. I don't know if it, or, or even control a coach for the, that matter. I I don't know if it's a product of that or what you want to chalk it up to. All, all I know is you're looking at you know a player who you know largely has delivered. You know more than that, I, I think if he's able to win
2: this year, then you can make that case. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. This is, I mean, you go back and forth on this whole debate. I do know this. Cleveland now has a four-point lead in this game as LeBron James just uh, blocked Terry Rozier's dunk attempt on a uh, breakaway at the basket. So this game's uh, heating up. And then LeBron stayed <laughs> down there on that end of the floor for quite some time while the play was going up the court. So, he look, he's picking his spots to rest. Good for him. It's a smart thing to do. Good for that He's going to be playing every minute Of for course, this game. Yeah, every minute the rest of the playoff run if they make it past this game. Uh, all right, uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next here on FSR. So there's some interesting things going on with several key players in the NFL. All right, so several key players in the NFL are in the news. We'll tell you what that is next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, Coming up in less than 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have another award-winning edition of Headline or Lie. Headline or Lie coming up less than 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you want to team up with Brady Quinn or myself, all you've got to do is call 877-99 on Fox, 877-99. Nine nine six six three six nine, and you can be a part of Headliner Live, the hottest game show on Sundays anywhere on the radio dial. Does radio still have a dial, or is it mostly on smartphones? No, there's a, a dial. Oh, okay, yeah, there's a dial. All right, just yeah. making sure. I didn't want to sound, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, wanted to be fresh. I want to have fresh content here on Fox Sports. Radio. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we've got the game seven going on between the Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Cleveland with a 56-55 lead over Boston. Third quarter winding down, under two minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, it is a bricklaying fest right now between these two teams. This is uh, not not the the best shooting performance by either of these teams. I don't know if it's fatigue. Do you think the uh, NBA schedule yeah. makers kind of botched this one, giving them three days off between Game 2 and Game 3, and then all of a sudden they had a game every other day afterwards?
3: Um, no, I, I think what's played a factor in all this is they're just tired. That's game seven. It's been a pretty physical series. Also the pace of play. I mean, that that's something that I've noticed, you know, more so in the NBA than ever is when teams have the opportunity to run, they take it. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of possessions. There's a lot of fast breaks. Um, and the other thing is if you're going to cut down something, I mean, in regards to your theory on the NBA, maybe how to make the playoffs better, you know, Maybe cut down the regular season a little bit. Maybe so some of these guys are fresher for the postseason, and and they're not worrying so much about you know whatever it is at the end of the season, trying to rest up for the playoffs. And I, I I don't know. I mean, I would imagine for LeBron, I'm sure that plays a factor, right? As far as being 33 and, and having fatigue set in.
2: Well, let me ask you this: Wh- Which would the owners, as far as financially, which would the owners rather cut back on the postseason or the regular season? Uh, postseason, and the reason being
3: is because there's more games in the regular season, which is more yeah, TV money. But I think right? people t- would, sales, people would, as,
2: people would assume that it would be that, that it would be the opposite that yeah, postseason games yeah. are more important. So, but but post seasons aren't guaranteed. No. You like you're guaranteed 41 home games a year every single year. Uh, that's yeah. why I, I I would doubt that the owners or or teams around the league would go. Oh yeah, we'll sign up for that. No, no, no chance. I mean, think about the revenue
3: sharing piece of it too, right? And, that, and that's where, as an owner, you love it when your team gets to the playoffs because, you know, to, to the best of my knowledge, you know, you don't, you're not, you're not, um, you know, sharing as far as the revenue goes for the postseason. Now, for the regular season, all that sort of stuff, the TV rights, all that, yeah, you're sharing that. But now for the revenue you're generating for the playoffs, so all that is is you know icing on the cake, and that's why you know that's why again, if you're looking at what they want to cut down. Uh, even though you'd sit there and say, oh, well, you know, maybe the regular season, those games don't matter quite as much. Well, it does at the bottom line. And no matter what you want to say about any of these owners, that's what this is about. As much as it's about sport, it's about money, it's about business, and that's why nothing's going to change anytime soon.
2: Uh, Third quarter just finished up, and the Cavs have a 59-56 lead over the Boston Celtics, so this will go down to the wire, so we'll keep you posted on all that. uh, What was that live bet Jesus had? Uh, Four and a half. The Celtics minus four and a half. Okay. Still within. Listen. Still within striking range. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't have any direct line to him. I can't. I. I can't exactly speak to him. But I'm just. Uh, you know. I think he. He doesn't feel that awful about it. I mean, he well, can't feel yeah. good. But I'm sure he doesn't feel that awful about it. It's well, not like it's it, my money. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> not like that. <laughs> it, it's good. There's big swings. You know what I'm saying? With, yeah. As far as the games can go,
2: and that's why they still have a shot. There's. There's still have an opportunity. So. Um. All right. So Brady Quinn. We were talking uh, uh, just a little bit about this before this. So. There's a couple of of situations in the NFL that that I find fascinating. Now first of all, these these holdouts, players not reporting. Do you make anything of it? Is it anything that people should be concerned with? Is there is there a hidden meaning there? A hidden message? Julio Jones was caught up with TMZ and said, "Don't read anything into it. I'm going to be a Falcon for life," so on and so forth. Um Le'Veon Bell released a rap song detailing what he wants out of his contract and what do we, you know how he feels about it. We would play that rap song, except we don't want to uh, well, we're really into this thing called ratings. And so we don't want to lose ratings because that song stinks. Um, <laughs> and then you've got Aaron Donald is another one that you've pointed out that could be kind of interesting. What do you make of this time of year in the NFL? Which of these should we be most concerned with?
4: Well,
3: they're all different. So, you know, In the case of Julio Jones, for example, it's interesting because, you know, does he need to be there this time of year? No. Um, But, you know, he's been injury prone. I think as, as much as you could keep him healthy and rested and ready to go for the regular season, that's all that matters. But I think with Matt Ryan getting his new contract extension, I'm sure Julio Jones is saying, you know, look, I'm about 30 years old and I've only got so many more good years left in me. So I've got to capitalize when I can. Here's the problem he's still got two years left on his deal. The Matt Ryan extension made sense because he was going into the last year of his deal, so then they extended him. With Julio Jones, you know he's probably from the team's perspective a year away, and that's the difference. Is you know people would sit there and say, "Well, look, dude, you signed a contract, an extension a while ago, and, and if you didn't like the deal, you know maybe you should have signed the extension." And, and really, his gripe is this. If you look at how the contract is structured, it, it, you know he, he's now fallen back to like the seventh highest paid wide receiver, which most people would say it's still a lot of money. It's like twelve million dollars. The problem is there's not any guarantees, so that's what he wants. He wants security. He wants to know that he's not going to be Roddy White. He's not going to be a guy that you know plays into his early thirties and then they move on from. They did just draft the first round wide receiver in Calvin Ridley, so that that, that I think is what he wants. He wants to put pressure on the Falcons why he still can to give him more guaranteed money and give him a little bit more security. So I, I do think he'll be a Falcon uh, for the next, let's say, four years, five years. If he wants to be a Falcon for life, it's going to depend upon how much he wants to play for, how healthy he can stay, and then, you know, how much he can produce. So, you know, th- that's that's one case. With Le'Veon Bell, completely different. <clears throat> There's no reason he should be with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, Okay. He, has, he, doesn't have a, he hasn't signed his franchise tag, so he is under no obligation. You know, Julio Jones is under contract. They can fine him for the mandatory minicamp if he decides not to show up. So that's really the first time you'll get a chance to see if Julio
2: Jones is going to show up or not. But, and I, I do, as far as Le'Veon Bell goes, man, I, I think the Steelers are playing this fine. because So the report was that they offered uh, Le'Veon Bell a five-year, $60 million deal. And that there was gonna be thirty million dollars that was gonna be due to Le'Veon Bell in the first two years. Well, he got his franchise number last year, it was like twelve and change, right? Yep. Okay. And then he set up if he signs the franchise tender this year to make fourteen million. Fourteen Correct. and change. Yeah. So if you're the Steelers, you offered the guy thirty million in the first two years of this new deal last year. He he didn't take it. So you would be willing to save four million bucks, give him the twenty six on these two years, and then you either decide to pay him afterwards or you let him walk and who the hell knows with this guy, whether it's health or off the field issues or whatnot. And 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 at the same time, I, I think it's actually playing out well for Le'Veon Belvic. This is one of these situations where I look at it and go, It kind of makes sense for both sides to just go the franchise route, a la Kirk Cousins, and then just figure it out from there.
3: Well, there's no figuring out from there. If they if they, he plays in the franchise tag this year, he's gone. Right? Yeah, he's gone. Um, so it starts there. The second thing is that you know I saw the reports here. There's no there's no truth to you know if that was actually the offer. If you know how much was guaranteed and how much wasn't. Um, so you can't speculate and say oh he should have taken that or that's what he was actually offered. It was in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Obviously the the team's got some connections there. We have no idea what he was offered. What we know is this. He obviously hasn't come to an agreement for whatever contract's been offered, and it seems like maybe his request has been unreasonable. I can't imagine that the Pittsburgh Steelers would be naive enough to not offer him at least what they're willing to pay him for these single-year contracts with the franchise tag, either last year or this year. So then it kind of falls on him. Here's the part where I think the Steelers have gotten it right. So, you know, last year I think he touched the ball like 406 times. Which was by far and away the most in the NFL yeah. between rushes and receptions, and so if you look at you know what they were basically paying him for, okay, uh, let's compare him to Devontae Freeman for the Atlanta Falcons. He's got a really good contract. He's getting close to like twelve a year, um, or maybe excuse me, ten ten million a year. I, I think it's like eight and change. If I'm not uh, mistaken, if you look at like all the bonuses and everything, else, oh, okay. it might okay. be somewhere right. in the ballpark of right. that. But this is dating back from when he signed his deal, so before last year. But if you look at how it breaks down as far as like dollars per touch, dollars per per rush, dollars per reception with Le'Veon Bell, it, it was actually pretty close, right? Like it was actually pretty even almost um, because you know Devontae Freeman touched the ball almost half the time. When you look at what uh, Le'Veon Bell was getting. And so you actually look saying, look, the Steelers are getting a bargain for their guy because they're not, they're you know, they're they're getting their money's worth for as many times he's touching it. So there's nothing wrong if, 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 to your point, if they say, let's put him on the franchise tag, let's have him touch the ball 400 times because it's so rare that we've seen that in the NFL. Like for example, over the last five years, it's only been eight times where we've seen a running back have uh, 100 targets, for example, in the passing game. You know, Le'Veon Bell has had two of those in the, in the last five years. So it, it's pretty rare if you think about that. I mean, he's 25% of that. So if they continue to keep giving him these sorts of touches, right, next to, like, DeMarco Murray, if you remember back in yeah. 2014, like, think about DeMarco Murray now. He's worn out, man. Yes, he I mean, gone. that's what happens. So why not, to your point, franchise tag him. If he's being unreasonable, use him up, man, all you want and then move on from there and let someone else take the stress.
2: Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It is time for Headline or Lie. We do it every single week on the show. It is the uh, it's the top game anywhere on the radio on Sunday nights. If you want to be a part of it, you can do so by calling 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Headline or lie is next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, including a pivotal Game 7, Steve Desager. Some of them are, you know, Jonas.
4: Yes. Game 7 of the East Final in the NBA at Boston tonight. The Cleveland Cavaliers visiting and without Kevin Love due to his concussion. The Cavs from three point range had started two for twenty. They're leading the game, 67-64, with just over nine minutes left. LeBron James, 25 points, 12 rebounds. He has seven assists, six turnovers. Meanwhile, the Celtics, as a team, with only four turnovers, all four by Jason Tatum, who does have 17 points. Al Horford with 17. But the three-point shooting's been just as bad for the Celtics from long distance. They're 5 of 29 on the home court and trailing Boston at the line, down a couple to Cleveland. Again, about nine minutes left in regulation. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Meanwhile on Fox TV Kyle Busch has led about 345 of the 365 laps so far in Charlotte. Only about 20 laps left in this race. Bush in the lead. Martin Truex Jr. running second. Baseball at Wrigley Field. The Cubs were 3-3 with the Giants after the first inning. It's now Cubbies, 8-3 in the lead in the top of the sixth. Colorado beat Cincinnati 8-2. The Rockies are first place in the NL West. Game and a half over the Diamondbacks who lost 2-1 at Oakland. Zach Granke took the loss. And the Dodgers have, out of the blue, won 8-10. of They beat the Padres 6-1. Will Power took the Indy 500 today. Venus Williams lost her first round match at the French Open. Cleveland's lead 67-66 at Boston. Nine minutes to go. Back to you. Will Power. What a great name. It is. Yeah, Will that's Power. A, that's a pro wrestler. It? It's <laughs> awesome. All his willpower couldn't get him an indie yeah, win. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> until finally today, this was his eleventh try.
2: That's right. Trust me. Some of our listeners had a little more willpower. They wouldn't be hammered when they called in. You, know you I mean? like that. Come on. I do. You're right, Steve. It, it feels just like home. Uh, all right, That's uh, right. You're yes. Your overnight
4: show. That's yes. far for the course.
2: Uh, thanks, Steve. So mm-hmm. we are coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Uh, every single week on the show, we play something called Headline or Lie. It's uh, where Brady Quinn and I are looking for partners. We have created... It's either an actual headline or it's one that we've made up, and we are looking for teammates, people out there to help us and help us uh, decide whether or not, whether or not they can tell us if we're lying, if we're telling the truth, or if we're just trying to throw a big old parade here and try and have some fun and just get as many crank jokes in as possible. That is what's called Headline or Lie, and it's right now. <laughs>
0: News. Turn on the news! Is it a headline or is it a lie? Let's go to the news desk. What's
2: the good news?
0: Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn.
2: So here we go. We've got a jammed, packed set of phone lines here. A thousand phone lines all filled to the brim. I know what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, well, you probably got like four people on it. No, 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 no. A lot more than that. Trust me. We don't pull any kind of shenanigans here on Fox Sports Radio. So let's go first to Daytona Beach. Where Ben is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Ben, what's happening?
0: I mean, just the same stuff every night. But I am calling in Hammer Jonas, so if you put me on, we're going
1: to win this one tonight. All uh, right. Third goal.
0: third goal got nothing on us tonight.
2: Okay. All right. There's a uh, lot, a lot of fast talking there. What are we, what are we drinking, Ben? Uh, you know,
0: some, some, some IPA, some Coated, uh, <laughs> okay,
2: yeah, the, the, the purple guys, drink. All right, so we've got Ben in Daytona Beach. Ben, who do you want to team up with? You can team up with Brady Quinn or myself.
0: Jonas, is that a question? I mean, I want to, I want to team up with the King. Jonathan. Okay, there it is. Let, let, yeah, let's,
2: let's You know what? That's uh, that's, hey, that's what, what's strategy. his name? Ben? Yeah. Is that
3: Ben. Okay, yeah. Ben. Sorry, I, I, I stopped
4: I'm right.
2: yeah, uh, Steve <laughs> is in Los Angeles listening on Fox Sports Radio. Steve, what's happening?
1: What's up, bro?
2: Uh nothing, right. bro. What's going on?
0: All right. A little um, <laughs> bit of drinking, but more smoking than than that,
2: dude. All right. Well, That uh, is. Nothing wrong with that. I'm ready, man. Nothing wrong I'm with a uh, uh, little of that uh, hippie lettuce. It's you know legal, I mean? man. Yeah, it's I legal. hear you, man. That is true. okay all right. Well, uh, well, you're going to team up with Brady Quinn. Are you all right with that?
1: Uh, Yeah. Trojan
0: fan, but that's okay. That's all right. Man. I'll take uh, – come on, I Brady. I happy wear Trojans, man. Uh, all yeah. right, <laughs> bud. Okay. Yeah, come
2: on. Let's say – yeah. come on. <laughs> you let's, don't say. Let's keep it clean. Let's keep it clean. Uh, No commentary from Sister Jean, please. All right, here we go uh, on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so here we go. Uh, We've got Ben in Daytona Beach. We've got Steve in Los Angeles here Mm -hmm. on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We are going to – I am going to read a headline to Brady's partner, Steve. He's going to do the same to mine. And at the end of this lift, as we are tied, we go to sudden death overtime. You guys are going to tell us whether or not the headline we read to you is an actual headline or it's a lie. Easy enough? Got it. All right, so here we go. I'm good. Steve in Los Angeles, Brady's (laughs) partner here on Fox Sports Radio. Steve, headline or lie? A former NFL quarterback and his buddy, who may or may not be in the midst of a five-day bender, were asked to leave an Italian restaurant in South Florida earlier this week for being too loud. Headline or lie?
0: Former. I'm going (laughs) to go with uh,
1: lie.
2: All right, look at that. Dude. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, that is a lie. Yes, that's that is a, lie. a lie. Yes, well, that's a lie. What we're doing back.
1: And that's, all right, all right. that's all right. There's, there's right? a lot going on. <laughs> well, well, uh, otherwise, well, I wouldn't know.
3: There's a lot going well, well, on. Well done, Steve. Right. Well done. Thank you. All right, Ben, Let's go, you ready, ben. brother? Dodgy. Okay. <laughs> Headline or lie. National radio host arrested for fighting at Friday Night Fight event over Gotti versus Ward, ninth round being, quote, the best boxing has ever seen
0: that was so long ago brady i had more more hopes for you coming out of notre dame that's a lie it's got to be
2: <laughs> wow look at that all right we're on the board and by the way it is the greatest round of all time f you man
0: f you i agree all
2: right uh steve in los angeles <laughs> just got it
3: alive but all right
2: uh steve in los angeles you ready steve I'm ready. All right, headline or lie. A bar in Boston called Sacramones is offering a shot of Jameson for every embellished injury by LeBron James during tonight's Game 7. Headline or lie?
0: Oh, that's a headline, man. Jesus.
2: Oh, my goodness. Jeez. I knew we'd get off to a bad start. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. I went off speed on him there. Yeah. Sacramones. Uh, Here's
3: how it works, Steve. (laughs) You've got a Sacramone, which is an Italian name. Giving out oh. Jameson shots. That, that's that's oh. not how it works. Yeah, that's not how it works. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, here we go. Can't do it. Yeah, all right. All right, Ben, you ready to go, buddy? Very passionate Let's about go. that one, Brady. All right. <laughs> headline or lie. Golden State <laughs> Warrior Nick Young credits Dennis Rodman for his defensive performance after appearing in his dreams.
0: you guys be a headline, though. Guaranteed. <laughs>
2: All right. There, there, good for you. Awesome. Nice, nice work, Ben. By God, hey, hey, Ben, I would recommend not eating yeah. your phone at the same time you talk into it. I think that would probably yeah, be the I'm best thing for everybody. Move that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's man. all right. Uh, we go over to Steve in Los Angeles here on Fox Sports Radio. Steve, you ready for this headline or live? I'm ready. All right. Sounds like it, man. <laughs> Good God.
1: Yay. Steve, Steve, is,
2: Steve is currently time-traveling, folks, on the air here. This is, this is <laughs> on fun radio. All right, Steve. Okay. Uh, Steve, headline or lie, earlier this week, police in the U.K. found a man wearing a bra and filling his bathtub with potatoes.
1: Oh, I'm going to say that's true, man. It's headline. <laughs> well, <laughs> well
2: done. We there we go. Well done.
3: Hell
1: yeah. oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what is this? Which, and I thought three? Ben was smoking. Is it
2: Steve, who no idea. It's Steve, Steve it? Smoking? Yes. okay. Yeah, that's that's it a legal. We, that's a, pot, legal. Laugh. Yeah.
3: That's a right. pot laugh. That's a pot
2: laugh.
3: Here, here we go, Ben.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Headline <laughs> or lie? Brazilian legend Ronaldinho wants to marry two women at once.
0: Oh, my goodness. In the words of Draymond Green, oh boy, oh, that's a headline, baby. Let's go. There it is,
2: There it is, man. On fire. Locked in, Brady. It's like... Jonas, do you and Ben know each other? No. It, so- it sounds like we may. Yeah, we may. Similar. Listen, uh, I have never been to Daytona Beach, but I'd like to go. I hear nice things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you know, I a great
0: place for you to stay whenever, anytime yeah, yeah. you want. All right. Yeah, yeah, good good, good stuff. All
2: right. Uh, Steve, you ready for this? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm right, still Steve. in. All right. All right, Steve. So this is a long one. <laughs> Steve, okay. Steve, this is a long one, all right? This is, this is, I'm uh, ready. Yeah, this is a long all right. one, all right? Let me, right. Let me, oh, let me sit down. Okay, all I'm ready. Right, sit down. <laughs> all right you're, all right. right, you're sitting down, right? Yeah. All right, here we go. Headline right. or lie? Mm-hmm. Rise and Roll Bakery near South Bend, Indiana, has announced a new promotion called Streaks Get Sweets, where any Notre Dame student is eligible for a free box of donuts if they can prove they crapped their pants the night before from drinking.
1: Uh, I I'm, I, I have to go. It's got to be a lie, but who knows? <laughs> well, you're
2: very confident in, uh, in in, your guess there. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm saying a lie. Yeah,
0: yeah, you, man, got yeah. Just, you got it right. You got I draw, right. Hey, I draw the line there, man.
3: Horizon
2: roll. Okay. The that's line's draw drawn. The line. Rise and roll. Hey, yeah.
3: Oh, my it's God. Pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty uh, good. Uh, uh, anyway, Ben, you ready? Of course. All right, here we go. Headline or lie. Thousand Oaks, California couple kicked out of Sabre, Cochina, Mexicana after girlfriend accused boyfriend of wandering eyes with the waiting staff.
0: Oh, I'm not going to poop my pants like you did in the Sugar Bowl. Let's go with Draymond Green. Are they not? Oh, no. No.
2: That's a lie. That oh. is a lie. Yeah, that is, that is a lie. Um, Jonas, right. I got us.
3: Uh, yeah, I, Ben's got it. He it, lives in Daytona in his it, parents' basement. Yes, he's got
2: it. Yeah, uh, he's got it. Yeah, Ben, he's got it. He's got it all figured out. Uh, all right, so, uh, so, and by the way, the last headline Brady read, not that far from true, though. <laughs> I'll <be honest. laughs> Uh, I've, uh, Wouldn't surprise me. Have uh, have had uh, quite the issue there before. No. Nope. That during the break. All right. Uh, headline or lie. Here we go. Steve, you need this in order to stay alive in the game, right? If you get this correct, if you get this correct, you guys stay alive. You ready for this?
1: Damn. Yeah. All right. No, I'm serious. Yep.
2: Geez, Steve. It's not that big of a deal, man. We're just playing. It's okay. just some radio hijinks. <laughs> right, so here, we here we go. Here right, we go, Steve. All right. Headline All right. or lie. Despite right. several public pleas following the U.S. soccer team's failure to qualify for the World Cup, a national sports anchor is refusing to cheer for Mexico. Headline or lie?
1: These days, it's a headline.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Wow! That is, wow. That. So, I'm on the board. All right, so so we are we are all tied up. Hey Ben, if you get this Let's next go. one, Ben, if you get this correct, we win. All right. Oh, Ben's, all right. You know, we
3: Ben's from Daytona, right? That crap hole of a city. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that, that
0: crap hole of a city that Zac Efron and Robert De Niro did a crappy movie on. Yeah, that's it. That's the play. <laughs> oh,
3: because so I guess that's what that's what counts making it a great city. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's, it. that's it. It does. It does. It does. It does. Hey, YouTube, keep it. You clean this, it up here. This should be good, Ben. You should be able to get this, okay? Oh, this he's is perfect. D- Headline or lie. Florida man found in storage container after drinking too many hurricanes at a restaurant called The Balcony.
0: Oh, in the words of Mike Tyson, Lord have mercy. That's got to be a lie. There's just no way.
2: Oh, look at that. He's done it. Oh, he five. has oh. done it. He okay. has done it, everybody. Okay. And with that... A win here on yeah. headline or lie. See, you were kind of screwed there, Brady, because you got the pothead. Well, part of it, yeah. And
3: then I got a guy who lives in his parents' basement. Yes. He took it way too seriously. Yeah, that is that is but true. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, it's, it's amazing how serious he'll move that was out taken. one day and yeah. he'll realize Daytona is not a great city just because Robert De Niro <laughs> played a movie and it, loser. <laughs> you are fake
2: news. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Oh, uh, Brady <laughs> Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next, it is a wild, wild scene going on in Boston. We've got the very latest for you next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we will have an update on a wild scene going down in Boston right now. Craziness. Uh, there at the uh, TD Bank North Garden uh, between the Celtics and Cavs. So we'll get to that here uh, in just a moment. We do have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers have a 76 73 lead over the Boston Celtics right now, coming up on three minutes to go. Uh, this is, it's like, 80s basketball or 90s basketball again, where it's just defense and uh, low scoring. And I'm into it. I like it. I'm into this, Brady. I know you're not a big fan of the NBA playoffs, but I like it. I'm I'm happy with what I'm seeing.
3: (laughs) You know that's not the truth. It's the other way around. But um, you brought up something, I want to say, maybe a week ago. It might have been two weeks. But either way, after what I just saw with (laughs) Jason Tatum dunking on LeBron, it it, it made me recall the fact that, you know, the Lakers could have had Tatum.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, no, Laker fans don't want to hear about that.
3: No, uh, and, and, and now there's rumors that maybe they'd be shopping Lonzo Ball. Maybe they want to trade him. He, I, I heard some of those rumors. And it, it it keeps going back to this. Like, Think about how much that pick could have set them back if they trade him. And I don't know what the compensation will be, but looking at what t- Tatum's starting to be and then and, and thinking about what that pick could have been. You
2: know what I'm saying? It's basically turned into, in this game, it's basically turned into Tatum versus LeBron. Uh, Jeff Green's played well, um, and and he's stepped in for Kevin Love. He was uh, in the starting lineup. But they've basically, like Jason Tatum a few minutes ago, posterized LeBron. Um, Unlike I've seen him maybe ever get posterized before. Now he's fatigued. He's tired as all hell. But... But they basically turn this into these are the two best players on the floor. These are the most dynamic, and they're going to leave it in their hands to try and figure this thing out. And Jason Tatum's twenty years old, guys. Twenty years. How if you're if you're somebody running the Lakers front office, could you be like evaluating the draft and go, Nah, nah, we're good here. We'll take uh, we'll take the guy who can't shoot. I don't think who does that. Like how does that even? I, I just I don't understand how that happens. But nonetheless, here we are. And uh, and it's a five point lead for Cleveland. Uh, Boston uh, trying to get into this thing. Boston just has nothing on offense. They Besides have, Tatum, yeah, they, he's all they got. They seem and both these teams look completely exhausted. Hence the scores in the seventies right now. We're at two and a half minutes to go in the game, but Boston just has nothing on. And that's that was always the issue when people were talking about Terry Rozier being. Oh, you know, maybe they're better off with Rozier and they trade Kyrie Irving. Stop. <laughs> Stop. No chance. Yeah, Kyrie Irving is a top 10 player in the NBA when he's healthy. Okay. Terry Rozier is not. Terry Rozier is a nice backup. He plays good defense. But when you're relying on him to get you big points late, it's just... He played well earlier in the postseason, but outside of uh, the first couple of games in Philly and, and he played well last game, he hasn't really done a whole lot. He's been cold. He's been very streaky from the outside. And if you're Boston like Brad Stevens, I don't know how you trust Terry Rogier in these situations.
3: No, it's true, but I also think it it it's going to be a different type of of offense and team the way they play with Kyrie on the floor. I mean, he tends to possess the ball a lot more, yeah, a lot more dribbling, a lot more isolation where he can really do some work. You know, this team right now has been moving the ball around. I mean, they, they've been kind of changing some things up, getting different people involved. It, it's been Tatum of late, but Horford was was pretty big in the first half, and, and so that's where you know again, I I think obviously it's going to be it's going to be good for this team but getting him and Hayward back. But it is going to change the, the dynamics of this team and how they're yeah. going to operate.
2: And uh, Rozier just missed another three. Uh, so they're at the two-minute mark, and Cleveland's got a four-point lead. I believe LeBron is going to the foul line to shoot free throws. So it looks like Cleveland's starting to pull away a little bit in this game. But Boston just can't hit open shots. They just they, they, They've had all the opportunities. They had a 12-point lead in the first half. They just couldn't hit shots, and it just goes back to – In the NBA playoffs, I know systems are neat and all, but if it comes down to it, man, just give me the best player on the floor. Like, give me the best player on the floor, and I'll take my chances in a close game because I know he's going to grind the ball down, and I know that he's going to be able to get any shot he wants and and get to the rim if need be. I just so that's that's sort of how this is playing out here on this game.
3: And and look, and and there's that's how basketball is typically, especially in these moments. That's how you want to see it. And and I think Tatum, you know, depending on how the next two minutes play out. He's the guy, if I'm Boston, I'm trying to get the ball yes. to and isolate him because he's the only one that's really produced. And he's probably the only one capable of it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what it's going to come down to. And, and it's tough because he's 20 years old and the young man's going to have to step up and make some plays and you just, turn the, you just turn the basketball over.
2: I mean, the fact that they got this far, uh, as Cleveland now has it under two minutes to go, another basket in Boston's in major, major trouble here. Um, I mean, who they... else is in some major trouble? Oh yeah, listen, and, and uh, oh. Live Bet Jesus, it's not looking good right now. But I do have it on good authority, though, Brady Quinn. And I don't know if uh, if you knew this or not, but um, so we're gonna be on the air tomorrow. You and I, three to six p.m. Eastern time. Brady Quinn and myself will be on the air. A rare matinee edition of Knox and Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio. I do have it on good authority that Live Bet Jesus is going to join us to make a Memorial Day pick. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Uh, what's what's going on at that hour? Baseball? Uh, yeah, I, I believe a lot of baseball. Now, again, because I'm not him, I don't know exactly what the pick is going to be, but I, I'm hearing uh, reports that Live Bet Jesus will be here to make a pick. A <laughs> Memorial Day pick. How about that? They let him I'm, play during I'm, I'm, the daytime. I'm glad. I'm, I, and look, I,
3: I think had he once, and I maybe just take Memorial Day off, but uh, probably because it looks like he's going to lose. Maybe now he feels a little bit more, uh, you, know, you know, curious to kind yeah. of make a bet and try to, you know cover himself, and help all those people out there.
2: Yeah, going to need several things to go his way uh, tomorrow, definitely, because the times are lean uh, between paychecks. Uh, All right, uh, so Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. So uh, Cleveland has now got a 7-point lead, a minute 16 to go in the fourth quarter. Cleveland up 81-74. We will have a final on that game and much more. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It is a final. It is a final and a huge, huge turn of events and a huge night for a special group of individuals. We call them the LBWs. They are the LeBron Ball Washers. As LeBron James is back in the finals, the Ball Washers, who make it a point to defend LeBron James, like people say that he's not actually good, are ecstatic right now, jumping up and down in their number 23 Cavs jerseys. Just so excited that their guy, their dude LeBron James is back in the finals. Brady Quinn, what's going on?
3: <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this. Did I not tell you this was how this series was going to go? Oh, here we go.
1: Come
3: I'm on, just man. saying.
2: L- like, like, You were the only person who thought Cleveland was going to be Boston in this series? Come on, man.
3: Uh, no, but every single week you checked in. We talked about it. I told you before. I think it was after actually the Indiana series and how the Toronto series would go, and then how this series would go. The entire playoffs, I told you how the entire series would go, and you haven't listened. Now, as we get to the, we're going to face in the finals. I have listened. Different. Well, but live bet Jesus hasn't bet. I mean, think about it. He technically lost again tonight because he didn't want to bet on LeBron.
2: Well, I, okay, because I, and I also think that that's another conversation altogether because Live Bet Jesus, for those of you just tuning in is a character on our show, he appears. I don't know who he is. Brady and I have never met him. He just appears in the first hour every single week, and he started doing it like a year and a half ago, and he'll bet on actual games that are going on. He makes picks on actual games live on the air. And so he made another pick, and the pick that he chose at the time was Celtics minus four and a half. Yep. And— I think the problem is, is that there's been this battle for who the real LBJ is. is. Is it Live Bet Jesus? Is it LeBron James? And so I think that he just can't, he just can't get himself to acknowledge another LBJ's existence, and that's why Live Bet Jesus bet on um uh, bet on the Celtics, and he lost. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, and he well, lost. That's that, that's a but dumb I, reason. For doing I, that and thing. I'm already I'm already seeing the. And we talked about this a little bit earlier that this is the quote unquote greatest accomplishment of LeBron James's career. Um, when you factor all, of... Do you of, think it's not okay. Here's but but here's what I will say. Every why tell me first of all, you tell me why this is the greatest accomplishment of his career. I, I think this is probably
3: one of the worst. This this is, this is the. I think this is the worst team he's had around him.
2: Okay, fair. And so he's responsible for that. So what are we talking about
3: here? By title, okay, I I don't know, unless you're privy to that information. I don't know that he's making those decisions. You know, maybe he is behind closed doors. I'm not going to go there and say that because I don't necessarily know that that's the case. All I know is this, at 33, right, where he should be slowing down He's still he's still continuing to improve. He's carrying his team, and and he's and he's getting his team to the finals. And, and you you can make the case that you know they went through a, a tougher road. And granted, not with Boston because Kyrie wasn't there and Gordon Haywood wasn't. And if they were, maybe it'd be a different case. But you know they beat the number one seed in Toronto, right? Yeah. They 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 went through an Indiana Pacers team, so I, I thought it was a bad matchup for him, and it was it was a tough series. But but they found a way, and they found a way making a dramatic change. Which, whether he was a part of or not, right? Like whether it was his own doing or not, he still was able to overcome it and still play at the highest level that we've seen a player play in the postseason during this stretch of games.
2: And and it it comes down to it's like we can break all this stuff down, and we can go well, you know, why did why did Cleveland win and why did Boston lose and. And it's it's great to go inside, uh, you know, strategies and all that, and we can take a play here. But it ultimately comes down to it's a make-miss league. And the difference in the game was from behind the arc, where Cleveland shot better from three than Boston did. Boston shot 15% from three. They were 7 of 39. And they just started accepting jumpers from the perimeter instead of getting to the hoop and ultimately it comes down to maybe earlier when your legs are fresher, those shots go in. They didn't this time around, and Boston crapped the bed. I mean, period. You had a Game 7 at home. You were favored. Kevin Love was injured. I know that there's injuries, but there's injuries everywhere. And Boston had an opportunity, and they didn't get it done. Um, the Just the idea that... LeBron James isn't responsible to a large degree for the position that the Cavs are in roster wise and where they were at this season and won't happen last offseason. is crazy to me. I mean, he's the guy who's, who's the de facto GM there. Who's calling the shots. I mean, David Blatt is gone because of LeBron James. Ty Lue is there because of LeBron James. Tristan Thompson got his contract because of LeBron. Same with J.R. Smith. Uh, Kyrie Irving was upset being there because of the, the, the stuff going on there with LeBron. So People can say this is his worst team around him, what a great achievement, but he's in this hole and in this deficit because of the things that he was responsible for to a certain extent. And I just don't think you can ignore that when, when discussing this team.
3: Well, I think it's hard to point out when you make that comment, you say to a certain extent, because you don't know what to to what extent.
2: I like, have it, intimate
3: it, knowledge of that
2: locker room, Brady.
3: I I, I I I I highly <laughs> doubt that, but it is fun to talk about. But in, in all seriousness, if you're a part of the front office for Cleveland, as much as you wanted to appease LeBron James, and maybe that's why you make certain moves. If I mean, ultimately, like if you make those moves and they don't work out, you're going to be one of the only people blaming LeBron Jonas. I mean, I, I'm sorry, that will fall on someone else's head if they had lost to the Boston Celtics. And LeBron wants to come back to Cleveland, but he said, "Yeah, you know, I want Ty, you know, Ty Lue to be the coach." Do you think Ty Lue is still going to be the coach just so he comes back? Maybe, but I, I can't imagine he'd feel that way. I mean, th- that was the other thing that we haven't talked about that's kind of kept him bat back. He may have gotten rid of Blatt, but with what they have as far as a coach and Ty Lue, it's not like he, you know, he's responsible for subbing too. He's responsible for all those things.
2: Yeah, well, I just uh, – I don't know. I, I think a lot of this uh, – a lot of the narrative about LeBron Jay – and it's – I don't think – look, against against Houston – I, I like their chances better than against Golden State. Against Golden State, I think it's going to be a wipeout. But I I do find the LeBron playing forty eight minutes fascinating. I think it's really really fun to watch. It's like you know it's it's not going to be the prettiest basketball in the world, and he's going to look exhausted. and And if it does, the series does get extended. I think they're screwed. Uh, but I do think it is going to be a, a, an interesting finals, regardless of who comes out of the West. LeBron James spoke with ESPN after the game.
0: You have two men over there at the table who've been around this league a long time, and they just said at the end of this ball game that this is your greatest achievement—getting this group to the finals. Would you concur, or what's your interpretation?
1: Uh, a lot is going through my mind uh, right now, Doris. Um, I guess we've been counting out for a long time this season, and um, you know, right right around the trade deadline no matter if we made a trade or not at that point in time, I kind of just switched my mindset on saying, let's let's get the most out of this season I can, and I'm, I'm determined to get the most. I'm trying to squeeze this orange so there's no more juice left, and um, this is a heck of an accomplishment for our ball club. You know, without our all-star power forward as well for basically two games, this, this team was undefeated in the postseason uh, at home, and for us to uh, do this and for me to be able to lead these guys uh it's a treat
0: you mentioned the no all-star jeff green is a guy who for a time basketball was the last thing on his mind and yet in the last two games he has been able to deliver describe what he contributed
1: here uh jeff is my guy uh you guys see us every every time before the game we do our uh wakanda forever handshake and uh when his number was called he answered the bell Like you said, basketball is almost secondary to him at this point. Being being able to even play this game after having open-heart surgery when they said he wasn't going to be able to play again, this is a treat for him. This is uh, is the icing on the cake. This is like the cherry on top of Jeff. And, um, you know, we're so lucky to have him.
2: Uh, by the way, uh, can we? Uh, that was LeBron James post game on ESPN. I'd like to know who the pothead is that's working the sound system. <laughs> who decided Bob Marley was the best post game uh, well, music they could come and up keep with? In
3: mind, they're in Boston. Yes, with with <laughs> with, with their like team what?
2: with their t- with their team just crapping themselves on national TV. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe, you know what, what could really set the mood here? How about some Bob Marley? Somebody passed the joint. I'm going to smoke weed out of this mango I found laying on the floor. <laughs> what the hell's going on there? Whose idea Pro- was that? Probably trying to
3: keep the peace. Yeah, you know, just 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 trying yeah, to keep it. it- Chill, guys,
2: guys, listen, the bar's closed. Uh, no more Guinness for you. No more Sam Adams. Here's some weed. Let's just calm down, everybody. <laughs> what the hell is that? Whose idea was that? Bob Marley postgame in Boston? Oh, man. <laughs> what well, is I,
3: that? I, I, I mean, no, nothing seemed to make sense. It, 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 it's a miss, much like the, uh, the Celtics shooting tonight. Uh, yeah, so.
2: by the way, LeBron is renting a mansion inside the heads of Celtics fans. He owns you. He owns your franchise. He owns that city. That's his town now, okay? Much like Michael Jordan owned Cleveland back in the day and the Knicks, LeBron owns Boston. How many times has that guy gone in there and ripped their hearts out of their chest, held it up in the sky, and taken a bite out of it just to amuse himself in front of that crowd? It's, that's the first time, and I'm, I'm almost positive this is a fact, the Celtics had never lost a playoff series when they led 2-0 to open the series. That was the first time they'd ever lost a playoff series. Think about all those great players that they've competed against in the history of the Celtic franchise. LeBron James and the Cavs are the only team to beat them when trailing 0-2 in a series. That's incredible. Yeah, How about and, that? And, and, Steve and- Sager, write that one down. You can throw that one in <laughs> your, your notes later when Arnie doesn't <laughs> want to do
3: his prep work. Huh? Um, and, and think about how they were able to kind of you know basically hold their own at home and then be able to steal one on the road in yeah. Game 7. I mean, that that ultimately is what it came down to. It came down to the best player. Um, it, it, look, it, it's incredible. It, it, it really is incredible to see what he's been able to accomplish. I mean, eight straight finals. Eight straight. He's awesome. He's and, so and, it's like, and look, you, you'd like to make the case, and I think if you look at the past eight years, maybe you could sit there and say, well, the East hasn't been quite as good like around him. I, I think it's just the fact that he's just been so good whatever team he's been a part of has been so much better than everyone else. Yeah. You know what and, I'm saying?
2: Yeah, and, and, and I do want to – because I want to continue on with that because I think there's a couple of conversations that have happened over the past several days regarding LeBron James and and other teams in sports that I, that I think is a bunch of crap. And I, and I want to run those by you, So, but, and, but we got to get to break. So Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. If you're just tuning in, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers with an 87-79 win over the Boston Celtics. Game 7, the Cavs are on to the NBA Finals for an eighth straight season for LeBron James. The Cavs are in the Finals awaiting the winner of Houston and Golden State coming up on Monday. Uh, up next here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, like, there there are some conversations that are being had. Um, about not only LeBron James, but somebody else in sports that you guys don't like that I think is total crap. Find out what that is next on FSR. Cleveland! Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So uh, there's some conversations that are being had uh, going on on Twitter and all other places that I'd like to get into with Brady Quinn because I think it's bogus, uh, so we'll explain what that is coming up here. Uh, but we've got to reset the huge news going on in the world of sports, huge news as the Tampa Bay Rays winners 8-3 to three over the Orioles earlier. So uh, Brady, your thoughts on that Tampa Bay Rays game, uh, just how that broke down.
3: Didn't see it, but uh, <laughs>
2: excited about the result. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't wow. even know. I didn't even know the Rays were still in Tampa. I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, didn't <laughs> even know. Where did they move to? I, I. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Wow. Um, but no, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on to the NBA Finals, an eighth straight year for LeBron James. Um, incredible performance, and in that game, there was a point in the second quarter where Boston had a twelve-point lead, and it looked like. Cleveland had no answers and LeBron was frustrated and Ty Lue called a timeout. And I think it was the most pivotal portion of that game. Best coaching decision. You know I know because he's, <laughs> he's never made any other ones. Uh, and so Ty Lu called the timeout and Cleveland sort of regrouped, closed it, um, actually either tied or got it even clo- uh, tied or got it to within one before the half. Boston hit a three and was up at four at halftime and then Boston just couldn't hit a shot. They, they couldn't hit a shot. It was basically Jason Tatum or Al Horford, and Cleveland had LeBron, and Jeff Green came up big and performed well. So I think this was just sort of a a second half that was lost for Boston. Um, they looked worn out. Cleveland looked worn out too, but it just came down to who yeah. had the better player. Yeah, and, and
3: really the better player who could deliver in the clutch, and that's why when, when we entered into in the series, everyone talked about how much experience the Cavs had uh, and, and there were there were some on the opposite of the Cavs who had who'd been there before right J.R. Smith Kevin Love Tristan Thompson you, you could go on down the line to a couple other players you know some who are new additions but the reason why it's so pivotal is because in those clutch moments Jonas you know they know better to pass the they, they've got to pass the ball to LeBron all right yeah uh, some of those young players don't know that man they'll put up some wild shots and they'll do some stupid stuff but when it comes down to crunch time they knew who to, who to get the ball to. They knew where they needed to kind of expend their effort and try to help him be able to come back at the end of that game. Uh, but it, it also transitions to like Boston and understanding how to be able to play tired, understanding how, how to be able to make shots in the second half when you don't have your legs, when you're, when you're a little bit fatigued and, and you don't feel like you have the same exact bounce. I mean, this is a team that's played really, really well at home. Unfortunately, I think what you saw was just two tired teams and one
2: guy kind of who was skilled enough and and talented enough to overcome it all. Boston starting backcourt. We both agree it's a three-point dominant league now. If you can't hit a three, you've got no shot almost. Yeah. Okay. Boston starting backcourt in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Jason, uh, Terry Rozier, and Jalen Brown. A combined three of 22 from three. (laughs) it's like like you and i could go out uh after 15 irish car bombs and shoot with our feet and and and, and make more shots than those guys at a carnival. <laughs> 3 of 22 combined the starting backcourt for the uh for the Boston Celtics. So, look, ultimately though the one thing i'll say about the NBA playoffs because you have a 7 game series, the best team always wins. And Cleveland has the best play? Now I think Boston has better surrounding pieces. I think their future is much brighter than Cleveland's is. But LeBron James is an all-time great, and that was the difference in this series. I mean, it, and that's just that's just a fact. There were times yeah. even even during this game where LeBron James felt like he knew how to manage the game better than anybody else. And I'm not saying from a from an X's and O's standpoint or from a, a, a pl- calling a play standpoint from There were times during this game, and I don't know if you noticed it, where he was taking breaks. He was finding spots in the game where he could rest. Ty Lue, I think, doubled up on timeouts. His final two timeouts, he doubled up on them so that LeBron could get an extra couple of minutes of rest late in the game. Like, It it just seemed like he understood what this was better than they did
3: and they had to have a lead in order for tyler to do that right like yes. he probably wasn't gonna be able to make that decision if they were down and he needed that an additional timeout towards the end to kind of go over some strategies or, or go over a play so that was kind of key right to be able to have the lead to be able to do that the, the other portion of it was though you talked about him trying to find spots to rest i, I just think it was this he, he kind of figured out how to manage the game the flow of the game like earlier in the game, I thought Boston was playing with a little bit more pace. And I think it started to kind of, they expended some of that energy. And, you know, the Cavs weren't really finding that flow or rhythm. And once they started to slow some things down here and there, that was where things kind of came to them. That, that's where they started to get better shots. That's where Jeff Green came on. That's where LeBron down in the clutch could get isolated, could make some plays uh, to obviously be able to come away with the victory. So, you know, for, for me, I, I think that's one of the most impressive things about LeBron is, you know, he, he can make um, he can make all sorts of different plays, but it's, it's his general feeling for the flow of the game and understanding how to get the most out yeah. of the guys that he's with and be able to manage that part of the game.
2: Um, it, it's almost like athletes talk about this. I don't because I'm not an athlete, so I would never talk about this. But you, I've heard athletes talk about it. You can probably remember when the game slowed down for you the first time where – Oh, now it makes sense, and things started to happen a little slower for you. It's that has gotta be like just the most comfortable feeling in the world when you're in the midst of chaos and you see it slower than everybody else.
3: Well, I, I think what you, what happens is you come to a point and, and you realize this as a quarterback, uh, more so, and, and probably as a basketball player, maybe a pitcher is—you know—the the game is going at your pace, so you could feel rushed, you could feel anxiety, you could feel like you don't have as much confidence, but. You know ultimately what you realize is there's so many external pressures but when you actually take a moment to realize that until you choose to make a decision with with that ball and what you decide to do with it you know there's really no pressure it's about being able to you know then figure out the fastest most efficient way to of making the right decision and and that's one of the biggest arts of getting the game to slow down for you regardless of the sport because everyone feels like, oh, there's there's so many things that are happening right now that are outside of my control, that feel like they're they're making me have to make uh, a, a tough decision or a faster decision than I'd like to. But when the game starts to slow down for you, you understand how to identify things, how to recognize things quicker. So then, that understanding of what to do w- with the ball comes so much faster. That that's more managing the game. Like that's that's where you get a sense for, okay. Like this is about to happen. I can anticipate this and I I can do this because I've been here before. I've done this before or I've I've prepared enough and seen it enough where I I know what the counter is going to be to this move.
2: Uh, The one thing I don't want to hear from people, and and this is what I I wanted to ask you about because I don't want to hear the injury excuses come up. I don't want to hear about, and and we're already going to, if Chris Paul apparently is a game time decision for game seven, I don't want to hear about injuries when it comes to Chris Paul. I don't want to hear about injuries to Kevin Love. I don't want to hear about injuries to Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. Listen, if you're a Celtic fan and your go-to is, well, we were banged up and we were injured we missed our two best players. Let me tell you something. I don't know that, that Gordon Hayward's better than Jason Tatum. I don't think that he is. I really don't think that he is. So I don't want to hear any injury excuses, any of that. You had an opportunity to win a series on your home court it was there for you. You had a 3-2 lead and a 2-zip lead in the series, and you gave it up. You gagged it away. It was there for the taking, and you didn't hit your shots. I just don't want to hear the injury excuse come up. I'm tired of hearing that from fans, and I'm tired of people going to that route on Twitter. I'm sick of it.
3: Well, another thing is it's not like they had Kevin Love. I mean, we yes. agree. He's, he's the just... second-best player for Cleveland. Yes. Um, so you have to take all this, those sorts of things into account, too. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'm curious to see when Kevin Love will be back, how he'll impact whoever they play in the finals. Because, you know, he's got to have some help. I mean, he does. I think the biggest thing that both um, probably more actually Golden State struggles with, at least from watching the Western Conference uh, finals right now, is offensive rebounds. Like, if, if Cleveland can bang the boards, if Love and Thompson can come away and give Cleveland – some you know second-chance opportunities, possess the ball, slow the game down, not getting to a shooting match with Golden State. I think they can make it competitive. I really do. But it, it's going to take another heroic performance uh, by, by LeBron James in order to make that happen. So I, I guess the one good thing is they get an extra day of rest, right? Because the yeah. Western Conference Finals will be decided tomorrow night. Uh, So at least they get 24 hours of rest uh, on whoever that team may be.
2: Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, more on a a very annoying thing that is happening in sports media coverage. It's very annoying. It's really, really annoying. More of that coming up next here on FSR. And we'll tell you what that is. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, you just sit back, okay? And you tell anybody that's in your car or anybody that's in shouting distance of you, to
4: shut their damn mouths so you can listen to the great Steve to say. <laughs> no, no. The rest of the crew is not promoting such an attitude. We love our <laughs> listeners. But the NBA Finals will start Thursday night with Cleveland on the road. A four seed in the East is advancing to the NBA Finals because they have LeBron James. Simple enough. They win game seven at two seed Boston tonight, 87 79. Jonas, you had the great stat. And the Celtics franchise, over their many, many great yep. decades, went up two games to none. Had never blown one of those series. In fact, they had been 37-0 and 0 in those series until tonight. And remember the great, great performances at home for them in this series. Not so much on the road. They had scored 109 points a game in the home games against Cleveland. 95 points per game at Cleveland in this series. They only had 79 tonight. 30 points fewer than what they'd been averaging at home. They hadn't lost any home games in this postseason. Boston was 10-0 and 0 until tonight. Because LeBron James, when neither team scored 90 tonight, James finishes with 35 points and 15 rebounds. By the way, a lot of us thought that Ty Lu's timeouts right after a timeout had been called with a few minutes left tonight was for rest, to get LeBron rest. He played every minute tonight. Mike Breen pointed out that there was a new rule enacted in the NBA last summer that you can't carry all your timeouts into the last three minutes. In fact, you're limited to two because they don't want a timeout after every possession, as it seemed to be late in games. They wanted better flow. So it was use it or lose it. So Ty Lue, for that reason, just before the three-minute mark, called that timeout and made it a back-to-back tonight. Cleveland is headed to the NBA Finals, eliminating Boston 87-79. The Celtics from three-point range, 7-39. for 39. Terry Rozier 0-10 for 10 from long distance. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car-buying experience. Dominance at NASCAR's Coca-Cola 600 on Fox TV tonight in Charlotte. Kyle Busch, the winner, he led 377 of the 400 laps, sweeping every stage this evening. Will Power took the Indy 500. Danica Patrick, in the final event of her career, was in 17th place before crashing out in the first half of the race. Justin Rose, the golf winner at Fort Worth, Venus Williams lost her first-round match at the French Open, and at Wrigley Field, it's the Cubs still 8-3 over the Giants. Bottom of the eighth. Back to you.
2: Thanks, Steve. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady (coughs) Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. So you remember, uh, Brady, a few weeks ago, Boston was rolling, man. Celtics were rolling, yeah. and uh, the talk was... Oof. Sucks to be Kyrie, huh? They don't even need Kyrie. It's Brad <laughs> Stevens' team now, man. They don't need Kyrie's help. Here's some uh, some numbers for you. Boston guards tonight: Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart were eight of forty-two. <laughs> they were eight of forty-two. And you guys were trying to sell me on, oh, they don't need Kyrie Irving. oh Just think about uh, where he's going to be next year. They're better off without him. Give me a break, man. It's the reason you need superstars on your team. Even the best well-oiled teams that have the best chemistry like the Spurs still had a Tim Duncan or still have a Kawhi Leonard. You need superstars on your team. The idea that you can just win championships and win big games without a superstar is crazy talk. It's nuts. It just doesn't yeah, make Yeah, I mean, sense. look at Golden
3: State. They got four. Yes. I mean, it's like, like it's... Yeah, that's that that's an easy conversation to have. And I think the question is, like, what does the Celtics starting five next year look like?
2: Um, I would say, well, clearly, I mean, I don't know how you don't have Tatum in it, but it would be Kyrie Irving, um, Jalen Brown in the backcourt, um, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and I don't know where you would put, Gordon Hayward. Unless you put Al Horford at center and you put uh, Tatum and and Gordon Hayward uh, as your two forwards, but they yeah, kind of seem like they do the same thing.
3: Uh, right, but but look, I, I think they're too good not to play them. Like like that would be the five that I would say you you have to give some serious consideration yeah. to like playing that starting five. It's it's your best starting five, and you know the the deal with Hayward is it's not like he's going to sit on the bench. He's being paid now. He's scheduled to make like over thirty million next year. Yeah, it's, so um... you know we'll see how he recovers. But still, if you're looking at what their starting five is going to look like, I don't know how you couldn't have both Tatum and Hayward on the floor at the same time, even though they have similar skill sets. If you're Brad Stevens, like that's where your off-season project starts, right? It's how do I maximize uh, those two guys on the floor with Al Horford, and is that a big enough lineup for us to be able to go through the East and put ourselves in competition with? I don't know. the, the Cavs if, if LeBron's still there or the Sixers or whoever else you think is that, you know, that team you have to beat. Um
2: and, and that's, that's
3: largely going to depend upon where LeBron decides to go in the offseason.
2: Um so we know where the conversations are going to go uh, over the next uh I, Steve DeSager, uh, let's go live to our NBA Finals uh, insider Steve DeSager. Steve, when do the finals start? When? Yeah, do, do they have Thursday. Yeah, okay. it's been set
4: in stone since before yep. the okay. season so, started. So
2: Thursday, the thirty-first, is when the finals start. And so that,
4: Cleveland, with only fifty wins,
2: cannot start at home. Okay, so see, there it is. Uh, look, NBA Finals Insider, Steve Desager.
4: That's also it. a uh, big fan of uh, Mexico in the World Cup. Hey. Right here. Sorry hey. about that. By the way, your little headliner lie reference to that, yeah. that may be true, but it's not been a headline anywhere. So you know, technically. Steve, <laughs> uh, listen, Steve <laughs> we're playing <laughs> wait, with didn't What and, and, and do you did, want?
3: Did, didn't, we actually, didn't you say that was a headline, Jonas? Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah exactly my
3: point. Uh, okay. I mean. Yeah, thank you. It's, I mean, it's true. This but, is where it's a lot of fuzzy math right, with listen, him to say. It, that, yeah, yeah, why would it be a headline? He plays these games and he makes stuff up.
2: Listen, we don't need to start up this controversy again. We're trying to talk about LeBron James. Here, here's what I, I did want to ask you, Brady. Did when have you ever heard anybody come out and say that LeBron James wasn't a good player? Have you ever heard that before? That he's not a good player? Yeah has in, Has anybody ever come no. out and said that? No. Like I think it's well known that everybody uh, says that he's one of the greatest players of all time. So for these LeBron James ball washers, these fanboys that that go on shows and proclaim their love to LeBron James. Who said he wasn't great? Like, like who? who's ever come out one time and said LeBron James wasn't great? It's like this. It's like people really are hoping that LeBron James is going to do, like, a, a one-on-one sit-down interview with them uh, after he's retired or they're going to open up a wine business together or something like that. Nobody's ever said the guy wasn't great, but I feel like there's this – like, people are so sensitive. If you even question anything about LeBron James, there are certain people in the media and certain fans that take offense to it. It's okay. To question a guy. It's okay to have conversations about some of the shortcomings in his career. You don't have to ball wash him 24-7. It's okay to have those discussions. I just don't know why. And up until Thursday, that's what this discussion is going to be about. Who's greater, LeBron or Michael Jordan? The same old tired discussion. And people are going to speak so vehemently about LeBron James that it's like, man, nobody said he wasn't great. Like nobody. It's just an opinion. You either believe he's better than Michael Jordan or you don't. Period.
3: Well, yeah, but I don't think that has anything to do with him being great or not. Like, I think people are talking about the greatest of all time. And, and look, as someone who's been able to watch both, I mean, I'll just start off by saying this. I'm spoiled, right? Like having the chance yes. to grow up and watch Jordan and watch what he was able to accomplish and then watching LeBron now, there, there's no other way of describing it other than they're the, the top two all time. Like I, I don't I hate the comparison. One, you could talk about the generations and that's 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 a that's part of the story, right? The NBA was so much more physical when Jordan played. Um but the other thing about Jordan's career was, you know, as much as it, it, it's got this mark of perfection with six, you know, championships, there was also that lapse of like what could have been had he not left the game.
4: Yeah. I mean,
3: think about that. Like I, I think that's the hardest thing to compare to because as someone who watched Jordan, who rooted against Jordan, because I was a Cleveland fan, you know, in the back of my mind, even with everything LeBron has done, I always kind of say to myself, like, what would that have looked like when that guy just chose to leave at a point where, you know, who knows what would have happened in that, what, two years? I think he was away from the game. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like who knows how that would have impacted his career one way or another, what it would have looked like statistically and all that. Uh, and then you look at LeBron and you say – He's unlike anything we've ever seen before, as far as with the God-given talents and ability. Like I, I always say, like I feel like if LeBron played Jordan one-on-one, LeBron, LeBron would win, like hands down, because yes. he there would no be no way Jordan could match up with him. Now that being said, that you know you'll sit there and say, "Well, he's a better player." No, he might be better one-on-one. I I, I don't know if that will translate then into what happens the rest of his career, because there's so much more that encompasses the best player. But at the end of the day, I my my thing is I don't know why we have to anoint one. Like like why does it have to yeah, be no Jordan kidding. or LeBron? Why can't it be look <laughs> like, they're they're two of the best? Because the other thing is you do other players disservice, right? That that are that could be in that conversation, whether it's Bill Russell or whoever else, Will Chamberlain, whoever else you would have thrown in that conversation too.
2: You know who did it right? Ronaldinho. That's the guy who did it right. He didn't anoint just one. And no. Ronaldinho didn't know I just won. He, he said, he, he, yeah. I'm anointing you both, okay? That, that's who's gonna get it. Yeah. Do we know if that's uh, gonna be legal yet? Like doesn't have I don't to know. be like passed or something. But uh, what a what a wonderful human being he is. I have so much him. Yeah. Let's try and get a Ronaldinho on the show. Uh, in studio with both of them, if we could. I'd like to see how that plays out. <laughs> and now they're banging each other. Oh, come on. That's out of line. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, um, a huge, huge sporting event is about to go down. Brady Quinn and I are going to look into our crystal balls and tell you what's going to happen next here on FSR. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, going to look into our crystal balls coming up here uh, in just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we do have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier will take over here. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I believe I know who Arnie Spanier picked zero in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Brady, I think I know who it was. Who did he pick? Uh, whoever lost. Uh, <laughs> that's that's usually how it goes with Arnie Spanier, and that's what'll uh, probably happen uh, coming up in Game Seven of the uh, Rockets and the Warriors on Monday night. So those guys are here uh, coming up uh, top of the hour, thirteen minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh you got to pick for the Western Conference Game 7 Brady Quinn Game 7 Western Conference you got a pick
3: Golden State buddy that's right. what it's going to be
2: Okay so Brady's got a Golden State I will uh, I will make my selection moments after the game is final. Do we
3: know about CP3 yet
2: Uh game time decision I don't know how he's going to play I mean I I don't know wouldn't you give it a go, though? I mean, if I'm a player, you know, of course, I feel like I have to, right? Yeah, of course. I think I would give it a go, but at the same time, it's it's like the Kevin Love. When I knew Kevin Love was well. not going to play in this game when he didn't come back in Game 6. Because how do you miss the rest of Game 6 because of a concussion, but you're just miraculously cured uh, coming up two days later and you're going to play in Game 7? Chris Paul, I just get this feeling he's not going to play. I think he's going to try, but I just don't see it. I don't see it.
3: I mean, different story with concussion because it depends on how you recover from it. I, I think for basketball, it, it's got to be the toughest of any because think about this. If your policy in the NFL where you have a concussion in a game and then guys don't even come back for a week, maybe two weeks, right? Now, in football, in the football world, you miss one week. Maybe you miss the second. Maybe not. In basketball, that could be the series. That could be the finals. Yeah. That's that's the crazy thing. So, you know, I, I think it's got to be tough when you look at the professional athletes and then you look at the different sports and how this is going to be handled. Like, I, I understand Kevin Love's not going to be physically uh, hit or knocked around as much, but, I mean, would you think the NBA or the Cavs or their their medical staff would, would have to be under some scrutiny if they allowed him to come back sooner than a football player would be allowed to come back?
2: Yeah, no, I would, uh, I would think so, uh, especially on a big stage like that. Um, I would think that that would make uh, make the rounds on social media quite a bit. Uh, speaking of uh, social media, Kobe Bryant, uh, did you see his latest tweet on social media, Brady? I, I did. Uh, I, 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 I'm really curious to hear where you're going to take this okay. one. Kobe Bryant uh, said the following. We can enjoy one without tearing down one. I love what he's doing. Don't debate what can't be definitively won by anyone. Hashtag enjoy my five. Hashtag enjoy MJ six. Hashtag. Enjoy LBJ Quest. Uh, quick question for Kobe Bryant: Who asked you, man? <laughs> who who brought Kobe Bryant in the discussion? When did he get into the discussion? Who's out there debating Kobe Bryant is the greatest of all time? Who's done that? I've never I've never done it. Have you done it, Brady? Uh, look,
3: I I think you, if you put the hierarchy, I think most people had said Jordan at some point. At one point, they probably said maybe Kobe is up there. And and maybe now some people are surpassing,
2: you know, Kobe with LBJ. Now yeah. in Kobe's mind, that's probably not the case. Um, do you want to hear a very dejected Brad Stevens postgame? Do you want to hear it? Okay, here's here's uh Celtics head coach Brad Stevens post game.
1: I feel just privileged
3: to be a part of it, just to be around these guys every day and I have a small role to play and everybody
0: that has a role in our organization plays it really well and it's a lot of fun to go to work every day and and,
2: and I'm totally appreciative of the players. They've been incredible all throughout our time here. This team was the only team that I've been around at this level that I thought we might shoot 36% and win the game. Fun as it's been for a lot of guys, it's been heart-wrenching in some ways for those guys because they haven't been able to to be out there on the court. So I think that they're going to be really excited to get back with it. I could take a couple of days to kind of get away
3: from it, but training can't can't some soon enough and those will be some those will be some fun practices, I'm pretty sure.
2: Um if you're if you're Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, is there a little part of you that's that's happy they didn't do it without you? A little part, a little like you know, like nobody, nobody want like if your friends all go without you to some to some bar, or they go out club and yes. so
3: hurt for the Eagles. Yeah,
2: I'm sure there's there, there's
3: some part of you that it's not that you're happy they lost. It's just that you're glad you didn't have to miss out, right? Like like and and I think there's a lot there, there's a certain portion of every championship team and, and even any any team that gets to the postseason and all that. Like, there's some luck involved, right? Like, teams stay healthy, things kind of work out, shots fall and all that. Um, So I I think in those players' minds, in Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, or even in Carson Wentz, like, you're thinking in the back of your mind, like, will we be able to get there again? Because you don't know if you ever will. And and I think that's the toughest part is, you know, maybe they're thinking in the back of their mind, like, yeah, we'll be back here. What What happens if LeBron decides to go to Philly? I know. It, like 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 if he
2: stays in the East, I mean until he retires, I don't know that they're, they're, they're going to get to go to the NBA Finals again. Uh, I also, I mean, if I'm Carson Wentz, like just on that to that point, if I'm Carson Wentz, you ever wearing that Super Bowl ring out? I'm not. I, 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 I don't even want one. <laughs> give it to give it to whoever I, uh, took care of the landscaping. Uh, I, I don't want. I don't even want one. <laughs> like I'm not going to wear it. I, I had nothing to do with it. I didn't play in the in the postseason. I had nothing to do in any of those games. So I, I just I. I don't think it's not that you're rooting for them to lose. I just, if I'm Kyrie Irving and I'm looking at my former teammates and they're celebrating in my new building, I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I got to get back. I, I got, I got to get back, and I gotta, I gotta figure this thing out and and try and get get one back and try and get a little bit of revenge. And I think a, a part of him is probably like, I'm glad they didn't do it without me. I'm, I'm yeah. at least a little glad they didn't do it without
3: me. You know what though? I think it's it overlooked in all this is just the fact that LeBron was finally able to do it. He was finally able, all right, to get to an NBA Finals without James Jones. Oh, I mean, they get yeah. the entire yes. way.
2: So he was finally able to get yes.
3: through without James Jones.
2: Hey, by the way, Brady and I tomorrow, three to six Eastern time, noon to three Pacific time. Come get hot. Come get wild.